You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. to a special edition of the stardom road podcast here on the count out podcast network or for the first time ever available on the youtube channel i am here with my co-host as always trent trent how are you i'm feeling very self-conscious today and you know why because we're doing video for the very first time on the stardom road now this first time i've done video i've done other video stuff but maybe people who listen to stardom road haven't seen me do those things and they're seeing this face for the very first time so uh congratulations i apologize whichever way you want to go about it of course you can still listen to the podcast version of this if you see our faces and go oh i can't deal with that for the however long this episode's going to go for of course, I'm here to say Happy New Year to everyone. That too. Of course. This has uh this is our first episode of year number two, essentially, you know, second full year, second full calendar year. Obviously, I'm very excited to get into this, and we are starting with something kind of new to the show. It will start an annual tradition. And it's our it's our chance to bring in current events of the stardom world onto this podcast. And that is the 2023 roster tiers that we will be going through. We will be putting each member in their own tier from S all the way down to D, you know, underwhelming to over the top delivered and greatness. And in a crazy year of stardom, it should be a lot of fun to see how that plays out. It's important to note when we're going through this, not every single roster member is here. We had a bit of discussion like who we count, who we don't. We didn't come up with like an official number, but basically you need to have wrestled a certain amount of matches. You can't have been there for like three or four matches in stardom. So the main admissions are Kyrie. She didn't wrestle enough for us to justify being there. Mercedes Monet didn't wrestle enough. And pretty much the three rookies uh, from November, so Yuzuki and then Sayaka and then Rana, they aren't included because we felt like they haven't had enough time to properly prove themselves. Actually, I think Yuzuki might be on the list. So it's the, the two two newest rookies. Um, we also have included one or two people who aren't signed, primarily Megan Bain, Mariah May, and Nanai Takahashi, because we felt they did enough in the company in 2023 to justify being judged by us. Yeah, of course, of course. And I think, uh, you know, I want to say thank you to everyone that's really been jumping in on the Stardom Road podcast. You made 2023 a very successful year for our show to the point where we're going to keep going with it. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes with podcasts you get a little bit down, but this has uh, been an absolute hoot per se i know a lot of people keep going back maybe this will be the first podcast that people jump in on right away Mm -hmm. to kind of hear our thoughts on the year but uh like like trent said we're gonna go through the whole roster 
every single member. And if you want to, you could check out the YouTube video to see us place each roster member. You can see where the tiers end up. Um, and, and you know, I'm sure surely you can guess where maybe some will go, others maybe you'll be surprised. I think that's the fun of this list. And we're not going to go based off of just who's the main eventers and who's not. Um, no. we're going to have a very specific criteria here, which I will, of course, let Trent describe. Basically, we're looking at four different things. So the first thing we're looking at is kayfabe achievements. So did you win your matches? Did you win championships? Did you win tournaments? Were you one of those kind of players? Or did you just kind of, were you there to eat pins? That's kind of the first category. The second category is in-ring performance. So when you got your matches, did you deliver? Did you put on matches where we're going, oh, what's Dave's uh, ratings on that one? How many stars? Or were you in the ring and we're kind of on our phone, kind of flicking through Twitter or X and just sort of doing other stuff? So that's the second category. Third category is general kind of impact on the company. Now, this is an interesting one, I think, because it kind of comes in two flavors. Firstly, if you are a constant main eventer, we're going to give you bonus points. If you are lower rung, we're not going to give you many bonus points. However, this is important. We will rate you based on where you are expected to be. So if you are a typical main eventer, if you've been winning championships for years and years and you deliver a bad year, you're going to be judged more harshly than a lower carter who may be under-delivered. Likewise, if you're an under-carter who came out and just smashed for six, which is a cricketing term which probably doesn't apply to a lot of people, you hit a home run. There we go, for Americans. If you hit a home run and you're a lower carter, we're going to give you bonus points because, hey, you did a better than we expected. And I think the, fi- the fourth one and the most important is personal preference. If we like you, you get bonus points. If we don't like you, you're going to be at the bottom of the tiers. Yeah, and I think there is going to be something to be said if someone who watches a lot of house shows, I'm going to value that mm. for certain competitors more than others too. You know, effort goes a long way. And effort is what brings up a lot of shows in what was a chaotic year for stardom uh certainly some other wrestlers maybe ones that you don't see shine as much on pay-per-views i think i'm going to give them some love and so on and so forth but uh, i'm you very excited to for do the this. matches you want to reward them absolutely <laughs> um and I, i'm very excited about this obviously if this is releasing you know stardom's off and off to the gates to their new big year mm-hmm. upcoming they have a lot coming up um but This is about 2023, and we'll kind of announce our next big show. Uh, We have a double dose of excitement. We sound like stardom, a double dose of big shows. I know, I know. We're just not doing back-to-back days. I'm sorry. No back-to-back nights. Uh, You guys got to wait another two weeks for that one. But after taking an extra week off, we felt like this was a fun way to pay you back, give a little video component if you want to be entertained by me and Trent possibly, potentially fighting about certain spots here, which I'm sure <laughs> will be happening. Uh, there but has let's... been internal discussion. We are aware there's a couple of interesting cases on this roster. Yes. So let's get to it. The old-fashioned tier maker here made by mm-hmm. Trent. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to share this tier maker to those who uh, I'm, I'm positive will be very interested in uh, getting to see it and maybe give their own. Uh, yeah, please do. Let us know what you think your roster is. And yeah, it's always fun to compare. Like, obviously, we have our certain ideas and thoughts, but 
maybe listening or watching this, you'll be like, no, no, you're underrating this person or come on, they did better than that or whatever. Um, so let us know. I firmly believe this is the best roster in the world in terms of young talent, main event talent, up and coming talent. And I'm excited to dive into this. And and mind you, this is not this is not going to be like us saying these wrestlers are necessarily bad or mm. something of the sorts. This is us saying they underachieved, overachieved, delivered, lived up to expectations, and hopefully next year it's vastly different, right? We want mm. to see as many people high up on the S and A tier. That's what we want to see, yeah. obviously. But, you know, it was a tough year for some. So without further ado, let's get to it. Uh, obviously, this is an alphabetical order. I'm going to pick and choose from time to time because doing <laughs> only alphabetical order, no offense to Yuzuki, but I don't think we want to end the show on Yuzuki as the final one. So instead... We're going to start well, with the rookie, the brand new rookie, obviously receiving tons of praise early on in her career. Uh, we're sitting here and she's had about a month and a half. She's heading mm-hmm. into the rookie tournament tomorrow. As of this recording, she is someone that next year could be a lot higher on this list. All things yeah. considered. But this is really where I think we go and look at expectations. We look at performance in such a short time. She has Mm. the least matches on this entire list. Um, And she is a roster member. So that should say it all. Um, (laughs) I'll let let Trent take this one away, though, and kind of start us off here. Because I think going with a rookie first kind of doesn't really... I don't know if it sets the standard, but it definitely gives an idea of what to expect. You know what you've done? You've thrown a spanner in the works. I was not expecting this. Starting off with the rookie, starting off with someone with the least amount of experience. She debuted on November 17th, and now we've got to rate her out of one of these five tiers. I am feeling, personally, if I had to judge for a rookie, someone who's only had a few matches, she has come out of the gate swinging. I thought she's done a really good job as a rookie. However, I think there's a very hard ceiling for someone who's had, like, six matches They're all lower card matches. There's no expectations. There's no sort of pressure on her. So my feeling there is maybe a low B tier for now. We can obviously switch things around. We can move things around. For what she's done with the opportunity she's given, I lean towards B. You could convince me for C, though, given you know she has only wrestled six matches. Yeah, for someone who is, of course, so new and doesn't have a lot of matches, doesn't have a lot of moments to her name. Mm. She checked every box that she could in that time, and I think this is the best way to kind of show, did you do everything right? Did you uh, bring efforts? Like, I thought her debut against Momo was fantastic. I really do. I thought it was as good a debut as she could have asked for, Mm. truthfully, right? Best debut since Tommy. probably yeah i i can't can't think of anyone else like i thought amasaki did pretty good all things considered mm-hmm. against utami in her debut but i thought against momo she flashed a lot of excitement that yeah. had people talking and i think that says a lot um you know 
she's going to be lower B tier, maybe higher C tier, just because hmm. of her experience levels. But at the same time, Yuzuki is someone to watch out for, and I think that's very important as well. And I yeah. think again, this time next year, I expect her to probably be even higher because I th- again, sky's the limit. She could add a rookie of the year tournament. She could add a future title. We don't know, but I'm very excited for her development. Now I'll bring us back to the normal. I'll go back to the top. <laughs> we will go with Ami Saray. Of course, Ami Saray won the Goddess of Stardom uh, titles with Mirai. Mm-hmm. The rain was not good. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. The rain was very much underwhelming, but an accolade nonetheless. She also was future stardom champion during this year mm-hmm. before dropping the belt to Rena. Um, she had a five-star Grand Prix one that did not involve many wins, mm-hmm. really, at all. Um, but she is someone that I think was finally starting to put some pieces together towards the end of the year yeah. without a spotlight on her. And I think that's a credit to her. You know, So she has accolades, but even if she was putting it together at the end of the year, I thought for most of the year, there was still something lacking there. Um, I don't know if she had that many noteworthy matches. I think more often than not, her and Mirai kind of proved to me that they're just not the right duo to be the God's eye team that we kind of see it uh, week in and week out. And I think that does hurt her ultimately. And if I had to say I would be going C and I think the reason I'm going C is because of the accolades more than anything. If she didn't have those two pairs of accolades, she would be probably D for me, but because of the accolades and I can respect that accomplishment, I can respect uh, the clear improvements towards the end of the year. I think C is a, Good spot for Ami Saray. C is where I was leaning myself. Uh, I think it's one of those things where over the course of the year, she's been given enough accolades to sort of puff up her uh, sort of resume without overloading things and giving her more than she can handle at any one time. She was the Goddess of Stardom champion for a little bit. She was the future Stardom champion until May. She also challenged for the White Belt and the Strong Women's Championship. So there's two matches where she gets a chance, especially to... Uh, white belt match that was like a main event match that was putting a lot of expectations on her testing to see where she was at she's also in the triangle derby finals which is not the the biggest uh feather to put in your cap but it is still an accolade that we should consider she was okay in the ring i think they're giving her the right amount of uh pressure and expectations for her to begin to prove herself begin to improve without doing too much against her um, yeah, there's not really a match that she's had where I think, oh, this is what I would show people if I want to convince people of what Ami Sarai is capable of. But she's had flashes of brilliance. She's had some good kind of uh, bruiser matches and Hoss matches. The match against Micah in the Red Belt tournament uh, from November or December, that's sort of probably the match that you would kind of point to. And there's improvement there. I expect her to be higher on the list come 2024. Um, but yeah, the accolades is kind of propping her up a little bit too much to uh, yeah. put her any higher than C, I think. We'll continue here alphabetically. We'll go next with Aya Sakura, another rookie, but one that has unfortunately been out of action due to injury yeah. um, for much of the year. 
Uh, she only got in a handful of matches before sadly disappearing, and only recently has she started to get back to training, it seems like. Uh, very unfortunate, because I thought, like, one of her last matches, she was starting to, like, find it a little bit. You know, she ha- mm. she brings the unique side of uh, being a kick-based wrestler, which I'm always welcoming of. Uh, but she certainly, out of the rookies that have debuted this year, is... Uh, definitely on the back burner in terms of uh, getting elevated and showing the most prominence promise, but we don't know where she'd be had the injury not happened. Um, so this is a case of unfortunate state, uh, unfortunate circumstances that kind of hurt her overall rating here. And I don't think she was necessarily shining over the top or anything like Yuzuki was. So I'm going to go with D. Uh, I don't mean to be uh, hurtful on the rookie who, you know, couldn't do much, but just based off the performance of what she Hmm. was doing, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary and uh, out of the rookies that have debuted. She was at the bottom. I have bright hopes for her. I think if she can get back in the ring and sort of get back into the system, I think her style of wrestling definitely has a certain sense of appeal. Like not the not to put the uh, impression against her, but I think of like Narisa Hashiki in the sense that she's got a very unique striking style and kind of that bubbly, outgoing personality. That combination we've seen work. Now, do I expect her to end up like Narisa Hashiki? That's asking a lot. Um, but that kind of gives you like a potential target range. Unfortunately, she debuted March 25. She got injured or she was out of action from July 8. So she's missed longer than she's wrestled in the course of this year. Um, she probably just makes the cutoff period, if we're being honest, in terms of impact and matches. But she's been in the stardom system long enough. I think D is unfortunately the right call. Uh, it doesn't help that amongst the many rookies that have debuted this year, Probably feels like hers was the least impactful. You know, like I think you'd be looking at her comparing her to Sayaka. And I think even Sayaka maybe is looking a little bit more promising come the end of the year. 2024, she can come back. She can change that opinion. You can only go up. But unfortunately, yeah, a difficult first year for her, if we're being honest. Absolutely. Uh, Next up, I'm going to go out of order again kind of shake it up on Trent. This is the fun part for me. I'm the one that has the control, <laughs> You're in control. here. And we're going to go with international. We're going to go a little international. We're going to go with Megan Bain. Mm. Megan Bain, who stormed onto the scene by challenging Tam for the World of Stardom Championship, was dominant on house shows. And as we saw by the end of the year, got a whole lot better in very little time. I think she is someone who wrote, uh, brought up her own stock in terms of uh, not only the wrestling world, but in stardom alone. Uh, she went from having a very basic move set to bringing out all these different crazy maneuvers in that Julia match and having a breakout performance. She also won the goddess of stardom Mm -hmm. tag league alongside micah as divine kingdom and she is someone who made an immediate impact in many many ways and i think um for someone who you know we obviously didn't expect at the beginning of the year she she made her mark heading into the new year 
Megan Bain is someone who I think when people saw her coming in, there was a mixture of excitement and trepidation. Those who knew her from like a little stint with AEW and the independent scene were cautiously optimistic about what she was capable of. Others kind of saw the typical big bruising uh, foreigner coming in. And we've seen a few of those through stardom in the years and typically they don't do that much. They're very uh, immobile in a lot of ways, especially compared to the stardom roster. Megan Bain has done everything right. She's come in, made an immediate impact. Her first match with Tam was very good. I think put uh, people at ease seeing what she was capable of there. And then she stuck around for the entirety of the rest of the year and has been impactful without forcing her way into situations. She's done what she needs to do and succeed in stardom, and that's create stories and create relationships on the house show circuit in the tag team matches. Here we are at the end of December, and she's only been in here for about half a year, and you can point to about half the roster where she's got an allyship with or a rivalry with or some kind of interaction with that is notable. That's what you need to do in stardom to succeed. Her matches have been good. Obviously, she's... Uh, gone out strong for the end of the year with Julia and she's sticking around, which doesn't really come into the rankings, but does get a little bonus point for me in terms of like, Hey, you're, you know, you come in, you're sticking around, you're keeping with the company. That's really good. I'm torn between two rankings. I'm thinking high B, maybe low A. I'm inclined to say B. That's my personal opinion. Um, but I'm open to discussion on this. She's an interesting one because I think she actually brought a lot to house shows, hmm. um, which I like to give a little bonus to because you bring something to house shows in all these random pairings that kind of felt fresh. Her her mix and match relationship with May Sarah was one of my favorite things hmm. um, on the house shows more often than not. I think there was a lot of fun you know, kind of post that Tam match, right? That, you know, she's just part of the roster and it's like, what is she supposed to be doing? Right? Because it's like, she doesn't have a specific place necessarily. Mm. But to me, she went above and beyond more times than not to um, give herself a spot. And I'm definitely in the same ballpark as you. I'm between I'm torn really between low A and high B. Uh mostly because of just recency bias. Like she had arguably the best match of her career against mm-hmm. Julia and it wasn't Julia that shined, it was her, right? Yeah. And I think that that bias uh, makes me want to give her a little extra love but ultimately i'm going to leave it to you to make this one that's cruel of you um i i like a certain sense of symmetry i'm willing to go low a because we can adjust okay. like afterwards okay. um yeah the, the toughest thing is because she's only had half a year in the company she wasn't here for a full year um yeah yeah, I, I, if you're in for the full year and you've stuck around for the full year, spoiler alert, that will come into play with some of these wrestlers. Um, I think you get more points. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think what she's done has really impressed, done really well, and she's done everything right. I'm willing to go, eh? Next up, we got Yuna Mizumori, someone who I think filled her role in an exceptional fashion. Uh, she wasn't brought into stardom to be a main event star. She wasn't even brought into stardom to be a like title challenger. She was brought into stardom to help fill the roster and ultimately by performance alone, 
got herself into a great role with the Cosmic Angels. You want to talk about house show performances? She often delivered some of the best. She always gives 100% effort. She is someone that has left Western fans, at the very least, wanting more out of her in the upcoming year. I think she's done everything and anything to deserve at least a B role here because of the performance she's mm. winning. I'm thinking low B, high C, but I think high C is too low, truthfully. If you'd asked me maybe two months ago, I would have been firmly in C. Um, I think her work, especially recently when the roster has been decimated, they've needed people to stand up and kind of take on a bigger role in the circumstances to keep the train chugging. I think she's done a fantastic job there. That leans me to say low B. Um, the, the main knocks against her is like when you look at what has she done for the year? Uh, well, she joined the company. Um, there's not like an official, Una Mizumori is now a stardom wrestler, but she basically, she came in, she did the Triangle Derby and then just kind of stuck around. So like you could basically say she's been here for the full year or you could say she's officially joined around the same time as May Sarah Suzu Suzuki. Beyond that, like there's not much in the way of accolades. She's just kind of been there doing her thing, flying her craft, which, you know, is fine. She's done well in that role, but I think it does put a bit of a, cap on her in terms of how far she can go but i think her in-ring work and how well she's adapted to the stardom system a low b is fair in my opinion i think one um and i think you're right i think the main question now is uh above or below yuzuki because this matters folks Mm. oh I'm going to say above Yuzuki just because of the body of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that passion injection match that she had one, correct? I'm not crazy yes, here. Yes, she did. I thought that was really where she started to elevate herself, as well as the matches to try to get into Cosmic Angels. I thought. Although I'm glad they story. dropped the overarching story surrounding that. Yes, absolutely. It it became more of wanting to just prove herself. Mm. And ultimately, when she got to be part of it, it proved to be a big deal, especially with a lot of them out, right? she uh, yes. She's had to fill in roles that I don't think she was prepared to do, you know, maybe mentally, but, you know, physically in the ring, she's done it. And, she got uh, brought in on a two-way contract and had to get lifted up to the main roster because everyone was injured put into a starting role very quickly uh she didn't like she this is this is really where i think we set the precedent now for these yep. lower card acts um if you kind of rise up to the occasion we're gonna give you some credit mm. next up we got azumi azumi of course had the record high speed title reign this year before it officially ended she also faced julia for the strong women's championship she had a great five-star grand prix including big wins over specifically utami Hayashishta in corrigan mm-hmm. hall that was probably her biggest win of the year uh she had to me at the time and maybe still i thought she gave hanan the best singles match of her career in that same very tournament azami is a constant yeah. in stardom obviously and she is someone that is very consistent and the more she gets opportunities, the more she's going to rise. Um, in terms of living up to expectations, we want to talk about performance. She was in the match of the year, folks. 
She was a big part of the match of the year, folks. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't Aphrodite, but she was in that. Mm. And she played a big part of that story throughout the summer. And I do think I'm going to give her some points for that. For me, to work out where uh, Azumi sits on this list, you just need to look at the first letter of her name. A for Azumi, I think she's a high (laughs) A. I think she's been one of the best consistent performers of the year because, yeah, she's had constant impact in the company. She started off with the record-breaking high-speed run, and she held that through to May 27th, so nearly half the year she was holding that belt and making it feel important. Pretty much as soon as she lost that belt, she jumped straight into the the brunt of the Queen's Quest story with Oedo Tai. She wasn't the focal point, but she was a good secondary protagonist in that. Then you have the five-star Grand Prix. As soon as that finished, she was involved in that, had a fantastic run, constant great matches. As soon as that finished, she had her 10th anniversary show at Kurokan Hall, which gave her a bit of importance, and then jumping into the uh, New Japan Strong Women's Championship match with Julia. So she's done what no one else on this list can really say, and from January to December has felt important to the company. Even like the the throwaway shows where the Dream Tag Festival, she main evented that and closed out the show. That's a pretty important thing. That's a good accomplishment. Um, Very easy for me to give her a high A here personally. She's had a tremendous year. I think it should be applauded. Someone in her situation has just gone from strength to strength to strength to strength. Yep. We're going to put her high A. We're going to put her ahead of Megan Bain here. Mm -hmm. She's now our highest ranked so far in this tier. Um, And I think she deserves it. Um, Obviously, I think the record high speed reign, I think that Queen's Quest story um, and the big Julia match kind of as the bow on top of a great year gets her that spot. And Mm -hmm. I think if all goes right in 2024, she could be even higher. Well, Depending the right on the theory though. that we've been working on. Yes, this is true. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Death, Death, Fukigen, Death. I know. Very exciting. This is probably the least she's been active in Star. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been very notable because <laughs> the clown has almost become a special attraction uh, <laughs> in some ways when she shows up. Um, it's kind of It's kind of sad, though. I think mm. that she's dwindled her dates down. Uh, but as we saw at Stardom Dream Queendom, it doesn't matter. She's over as hell when she is yeah. around. Um, it wasn't like a banner year or anything. I don't think it's it's really hard for me to give her much more than like low C, but probably D. I just I just don't see it. Yeah, she just hasn't done enough in the company. And like she's being represented enough in the company that she could be doing more. You know, she basically had a couple of high-speed title matches. That's it. She wasn't involved in the cage match. She was the kind of Oedotai member not active in that. She hasn't been involved enough. When she showed up, she's been a lot of fun, but she also hasn't necessarily changed her gimmick either. Like, what you see from Fukigen Death in 2023 is what you saw in Fukigen Death from 2022. Um it's fun. I know if you're in the live crowd, you're seeing it. It's really, really fun, and I can attest to that. But there's there's a limit to it, I think. And, yeah, I would say low C or high D. I, I don't like to be mean, so I would say maybe low C. But, like, if we start getting too many people in C, she might get bumped down. All right. For now, she'll go low C, uh, obviously below Ami Yeah. Um, 
Next up here on the tier list podcast listeners, I will, of course, bring this out. We have the retired Hameka. I think this is a fitting one to bring into the fold now. Obviously, she has the big signature match at the start of the year, teaming with Micah against 7-Up in one of the best tag team matches of all of pro wrestling in 2023 she of course has the great retirement road that featured pretty much every match under the sun and before she retired she was rather high in my own wrestler of the year list i thought she had some great matches along Mm. the way she of course fought alk at that um corkin show which was great she also wrestled micah at all-star grand queendom in her first of three retirement matches uh, she'd go to Pro Wrestling Wave and have another retirement match. And then, of course, at the Corkin to say goodbye, she had the match against the entire roster. And it was truly a wonderful way to end her career. It was also the highest attended Corkin of the year in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her points for that. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to go too high because she missed a lot of the year and yeah. pretty much every other part of the year we knew she was retiring mm, um mm. i'm thinking high b just because of how much excitement her retirement road brought and if she was around you know maybe a two more months she uh, she could have pushed uh but she's just been she's been gone for a long time now but she was also there for micah on the last night of the year so bonus points for that she's the last person in 2023 to hold the red belt so that's all you sure have to know. Took it from her, but that's no, no, no. Himika uh, kept it. That's that's the official thing. Himika kept it. Um, yeah. Look, she retired on the fourteenth of May. Uh, as great as her retirement run was, that means she's missed more of the year than she was involved with. Uh, yeah, she had good matches. She had great lead up with the retirement stuff, and that felt important. She didn't dominate the proceedings because there was a lot of lot going on around that time. But there was definitely for a couple of months there, all eyes were on Himika. I think high B is the right call. I don't think you can go higher than that just with the amount of stuff she did. And at the end of the day, she was only there until May. Um, but the time that she was there was fantastic. January through the May was either all about Himika or she was doing great stuff as well. Sorry, sorry. Technical difficulties on my end. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um yeah, so we, we said hi, B, right? Yes, yes. Yes, sorry. See, professional podcaster. Um, <laughs> professional podcast, but this is video. Exactly. Hi, B. She goes above Unimizumori and Yuzuki so far on the tier list for the podcast yes. listeners. I just want to give them a map we'll go through the full list for the podcast listeners later, but yeah. We've got uh, next a lot up, of people to go through. We sure do. We sure do. Um, and I will give a refresh in about two or three wrestlers for the podcast listeners. Next up, we got Lady C. You can start. <laughs> I I like Lady C, and I'm inclined to give her bonus points. She, she scores high on the personal preference list. Uh, I, I like her story. I like the, the hard work she's been putting in. That's about the only real pluses we can give, unfortunately. She's still very much a lower-card wrestler. She got a spot in the cage match, which is our match of the year. Um, 
I thought she did really well in that match too. Like she had good sort of story involvement and did everything. But outside of that, like she's just been a bit piece player. She'll pop up here and there, get little moments. But like there's her best match has probably been against an Itakashi, the Passion Injection. That's good as well. Um, but we've, we've hit the point with her where I think there is an expectation to see more from her given the amount of experience she's got based on stardom history. Um I would probably be putting her in D tier, unfortunately. Despite it's Lady C, in 2023, it's been Lady D. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't have much to say about Lady C. I really don't. I think she does her role well. I think hmm. she cares a lot. I think she's done pretty good on New Blood, actually. That, that's um, giving her, her a chance to step out a little bit more. Yeah, and like you said, she was in that cage match, so that helps. Mm. Um, but ultimately, it's hard for her to, I think, get much higher than the just that's her role. That's her role, yeah. and she doesn't over deliver ever, in my opinion, yeah. um, outside of a match here or there. And, I'm really hoping we see her rise through the ranks a bit more. Like, I don't think she's going to be a wonder or world contender anytime soon, but. I'd like to see her get to the point where she's challenging for the artist belts. Yeah, I think that's a good spot, especially in 2024. I think we need to see that. That gives her a chance to prove herself on a more important setting and sort of test where you're at without overloading her. Absolutely. Uh, Next up, we got Waka Tsukiyama. Waka, of course, finally getting her first (laughs) win this year in what I thought was a fantastic tag team match against yeah. Nai Takashi and Kyrie with Tam Nakano by her side. Um, and then really after that, nothing happened. There was a, there was a brief period, like after she won the, the, the first match. Oh, she went to the Cinderella semis actually. So yeah, she made it to the Cinderella semifinals. And I think there's a lot of people think, okay, okay. We're starting to, things are start. The wheels are in motion. We're seeing like start to do things. And then, if we're being honest, she just kind of dropped off the face of the, the earth in terms of stardom. Like, I think, you know, with the five-star Grand Prix coming in, no one expected her to be in that. But, yeah, like, she didn't end up really capitalizing beyond the Cinderella tournament. Uh, she struggled with some injuries as well, which obviously is going to slow you down and take away opportunities. But I, if you'd asked me at the start of May, what's, what, what's the road for Wakasukiyama looking like? It's very different to what it ended up being. I was expecting there to be a lot more for her, uh, you know, maybe an artist championship attempt, if not victory. But it definitely didn't help that the rest of uh, Cosmic Angels and Club Venus had their own things going on. You know, she joined Club Venus and then uh, Mina and Mariah May were best friends and they were doing everything together. And she was just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to give her at least C because of the early year um, aspect. Like, Mm -hmm. that story of her getting her win was excellent. Like, it really was. Like, I love the stuff with Nanai, the passion injection match, and and building, and right, you know, Tam sets the date. Like, you need to win by this date or you're Mm -hmm. out. And I, I thought that was really intriguing. I think that, for me, gives her just a layer to get her to see i'm not saying high like i'm not saying like over a lot of people like i think she's yeah. still below ami saray yeah. um 
But I think that does push her because she did give some uh, really entertaining moments. It just it fell completely off after that. Yeah, it's she did enough in the first part of the year, I think, to elevate beyond D tier. Because, like, yeah, one of the biggest stories for the first six months of stardom was Waka's attempt to win. You know, they made merchandise surrounding her winning a match. Like, that's how big of a deal it was. And, yeah, the Cinderella tournament. So you're looking at basically through to May. So those first four or five months, she was relevant enough and interesting enough. So I think it definitely it puts her above Fukigan Death for me, uh, but definitely below Army Sarai. Sure, sure. I think that's a uh I think that's a fair spot for her with hell is she. Uh <laughs> so she's uh like like Trent said, uh, behind Ami Saray in C tier, but above Fukikin. Yeah. They're both doing the same pose, I've got to say, too. I quite like that. Looks yeah, like Waka's seen Amy do the pose and she's trying to emulate. We cannot uh we cannot break them up. Let's go with the big one now here. Julia. She started mm. the year as World of Stardom champion. That reign, of course, was an underwhelming one at that. Ultimately losing in the main event of the biggest stardom show ever to Tam Nakano at All-Star Grand Queendom in what I thought was an excellent world title match. Uh, she'd go on, however, quickly to regain gold winning both the Artist of Stardom Championships alongside Tekla and My Sakurai, as well as the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, beating Willow Nightingale at Independence Day for New Japan. And since then, she has defended the title time and time again against the likes of Risa Sarah, Yu, Azumi, most recently Megan Bain, as well as traveling to the U.S. for the first mm-hmm. time ever, defending the belt against Momo Kogo, Deanna Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, as well as, that was the most recent one. Oh, <laughs> Hyan. I love, uh, no, Hyan. Hyan yeah. as well, which I, I thought well, that was actually a really solid match. I, I think Hyan's someone that I'd actually like to see in startup somewhere down mm. the road. I think she offers something different. Um, did I miss anyone else? Did she defend in Japan one more time? Uh, possibly. I, I kind of lost track because you were saying a lot of names really quickly and my brain doesn't yeah. work quickly. Yeah, well, oh well. Uh, but ultimately, she ends the year as a double champion after coming into yep. the year as a champion. So that is definitely uh, accolade after accolade after accolade for her. Uh, but where, of course, she does lose some points for me is, one, the World of Stardom title reign not being what we hoped it would live up to be. That is one of the more upsetting title reigns, I think, in Stardom history, just in terms of the potential it had. Mm. Um, and where it ultimately went towards. I also would add that I don't, her strong women's title reign has really gone up recently, and it's really helping her case now, right? The Osmond match is great. The Megan Bay match is great. And I think it's really helped establish that title, a title that she may not even supposed to have right (laughs) now, but that's a different conversation for another day. She also had some great matches throughout the five-star Grand Prix, which I do need to give respect to her. She had great matches. She, if anyone cares, uh, ultimately by the end of the year, she is ranked as my second 
or uh, it's either the second or third women's wrestler of the year, also finishing top 10 overall. So in a year where it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of weirdness, she was still Julia. She was still great. Uh, it just It was a bumpy road to get to the end here. Yeah, I think at the start of 2023, a lot of us were predicting her to kind of run away with Wrestle of the Year because the opportunity was there for her. You know, she's going to be top champion. She's going to have a cavalcade of people lining up to challenge her with story and the interesting matches. Ultimately, they went with the Ice Ribbon story route, which in hindsight wasn't that bad because we got a good match with Suzu. We've seen better. A really enjoyable match against Mayu Kihi, which, you know, that's... I think it's getting forgotten because it happened so long ago, but that was a match that everyone was kind of talking about when it happened. And then a really good match against Tam Nakano to lose the title. The problem was, like, you know, there's so many stories they could have run that they didn't then touch on. And now that she's with the strong title, they haven't really been touching that either. Her in-ring performance through the year has been exemplary. You can't really say she's put a foot wrong. She's done everything in her power to make the strong title feel relevant important interesting uh she's inserted herself in the storyline she's made herself become an important part of the roster throughout the entire year even when the focus hasn't been on her um she's had great matches like you know obviously the ones you've mentioned she had a really good five-star grand prix the artist championship she's held that since like the end of may so they've been champions for a long time for me it's a question of is she in s tier or is she in a tier um the fact you've got her so high on your women's wrestler of the year roster and i do as well i would say she gets one of the very rare s tier spots yeah even in a year where i think she underwhelmed uh in terms of her title reign in certain situations she's still julia she still carries a lot of weight she still delivered in the spots she needed to deliver um, I think she's low S tier. I think there's just yeah. some people that are easily ahead of her this year still. Mm. But um, I, I think I think some people might argue high A, but just with the accolades alone, it's hard to beat. She hold, she held three titles this year, folks. Yeah. She was essentially champion for 365 days, <laughs> like and, and double champion for half the mm. year. That is something we're talking about. She delivered in the ring. It's it's hard to fight. Uh, Julia as S. The title reign wasn't her fault. It wasn't a case of she's going out there and having mediocre matches. It was the sort of booking the length and the choice of opponents was disappointing in the long run. They would have been fine in like a seven-month, eight-month reign, um, but when you've only got three, four months to tell a story and the Triangle Derby hindered that ability to, um, that was the main knock against that title reign for me personally. Absolutely agree absolutely agree uh next up let's go with hanako shall we another rookie here on the uh card i think she uh clearly was the shining of her you know mini class there mm. with aya sakura even when i was still active um, and i think she has big potential as one of the big powerhouses on the roster i think she kind of faded after a while kind of into the back um, so I'm not really willing to go much higher than C for her just because I would have liked to see a little bit more, but she did have yeah. a nice uh, title match with Rena on mm-hmm. New Blood. 
which I thought was um, quite good. Maybe her best singles match to date, which is a is is a credit seeing she was facing Rena, who's not you know a <laughs> long time top of the card veteran. Mm. Um, and Rena's going to get a lot of credit, by the way. I'm just going to spoil that now. She had a really <laughs> good year for someone in her um, in her realm. But uh, I'm thinking somewhere in C, and not much higher. Um, I, I don't think I could put her over Ami Saray. No, look, I would agree with that. Like, it's interesting because you could argue she's done more this year than um, Yuzuki, but like she, yeah, she came in and she's had long enough for the honeymoon period to wear off. And now she is just one of the rookies on the system and it's no longer quite as exciting to see her match in, match out. So it may be a bit unfair compared to Yuzuki, who's not had that time to lose that luster. Um, but I do agree, like, over the course of the time she's been there, she slots into C. Definitely behind Army Saray. I guess it depends how much you value those first couple of Waka months as to whether she's above or below Sukiyama. 100%. Um, so, where the hell is she? So we said here? No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I would go there just because, yeah, I like, agree. I think Hanako's had a better second half of the year than Waka, yep. but, like, the first few months for Waka was too important to put over. Absolutely. My my apologies. So, for the podcast listeners, it is in the C tier. We have Ami Saray, then Waka Tsukiyama, Hanako, and then Death, Death, Fukigin, Death. Yes. Uh, let's go next with Hina. You know, of course, another one part of the big Queen's Quest match. Um, but otherwise, I think she kind of uh, naturally out of the spotlight showed improvement this year. Mm, mm. And that's what you're looking for out of someone. Obviously, you know, she's still doing school. She's, you know, she's still doing the double life. It's not like, you know, Rena's around still a little bit more than Hana's, you know, full time now. Um, in terms of the sisters, but I think Hana, I think he is at least showing the the potential down the line. I don't know how high I can really go though, because again, there wasn't much there. Like, yes, being in the steel cage match can only go <laughs> bring you so far. I'm thinking truthfully, like just high D. I can't go much higher. Like, it wasn't a year. Of like, oh, you know, she had this breakout match in in a singles match against Rena. Like even like Hanako had that. Hina mm, didn't have. Mm. That. Yeah, Hina Hina did her improvement last year. I think 2022 was a fantastic year for her in kind of showing where she can go in the roster, what she's capable of. 2023, I think she just kind of, I don't want to say stagnated because that's the wrong word, but she plateaued a little bit in terms of like the progression and the movement forward. She hasn't had the opportunity to really stand out and show that she's done more either, which is a little tough. Like even in the um, New Blood shows, like she's not getting prominent spots in that situation. I think high D is the way to go for her. Um, I expect in the next year or two we really see what her future lies because of the three sisters, like if you if you told me one of the sisters left wrestling, uh, you would probably assume Hina, and that's not a knock on how good she is. Like, I think she shows good promise in the ring. It's just she's not getting the opportunities like her two sisters, and when she is in the ring, She's gotten better, but she still hasn't. You know, she hasn't improved a lot this year compared to the improvements she made last year. 
absolutely. Um, <clears throat> sorry, this this admittedly while we're recording, there's a start and press conference going on, so I'm going in and out. Uh, but I think you're absolutely right. I think you're. Uh, I think unfortunately with Hina, that is like the case with her. Mm. But when I see the improvement like she had this year, it is inviting. It is welcoming. It's what you want to see. But I can't put her much higher. Um, oops, sorry. Uh, no, I think that's the right spot. Yeah, it is. Sorry, yeah. the, my my. So I'm. So I have two screens going on here, everybody, and things are not going technically well. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, it looks right. That is the right spot for her. Um, just not a breakout year. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, she can have at least a big future of yeah. stardom title match. Uh, next up, let's go with passion. And I Takahashi, what a year it's been for Nanai. She started the year as God's the Stardom Champion with uh, you and having some great tag team matches along the way. Obviously, mm. the one against Maime being the standout. But boy, oh boy, the way they lost the titles was a true uh, heart-wrenching one that helped no one, ultimately, no. as we saw with Mirai and Ami Saray. And what the crowd got killed. With that finish. Yeah. I was in the building for it, and the crowd was hot pretty much the entire show, except for that finish. And I think when it comes to something like that, it's going to hurt the rating here. I'm just mm. going to say that right now. However, however, unlike, unlike certain vets, she did continue on, and we got this wonderful development that were passion injection matches. Um, and these ended up inspiring the lower card to have some great breakout moments specifically Saida being a big one mm-hmm. um and i think the passion injection matches really helped raise up a lot of the lower card actually uh helped ruaka a lot too yes and i think i think that gives her you know the class to go somewhere probably in lowish b range for me i don't That's think like Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'll let you go on about her, of course, though, because I do think she had a good year, all things considered, as a part-timer. Yeah, look, Nanaitaka, she's a controversial figure when it comes to these kind of things. I think some people just don't like her and aren't willing to appreciate what she does. They see her facing the lower card talent and think she's holding them down, when in actual fact she's forcing them to rise to the occasion. And Everyone, I think, except maybe Starlight Kid, because of you know that was a match Starlight Kid's kind of above Passion Injection. She shouldn't be losing in that situation. But every other person, I think, benefits from the Passion Injection match. They got forced to step up and do bigger and better things, and I think they've all improved from it. You know, She gave the best matches against for someone like Waka Tsukiyama, Saeeda, Lady C, and they've all come from that, and I think they're better wrestlers as a result of it. And she she took the fall for Wakasukiyama. And I think for the flack that she tops, willing to do that kind of uh, thing, I think speaks well to her. And I think, you know, definitely low B. I'd put her above Yuzuki. Don't know if I'd put her above Yuna just because she's a part-timer. Um, but, yeah, I think she's done a good job. I've been, I've been happy with what Nanai's done this year, and I hope she does similar next year. They're setting up things potentially for 2024 that'll be interesting. Um, and it could go really well or it could go really badly, depending on some choices that they make. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 2023, Nanai's done well. I I agree. I think that's a good spot for her. Um, I think her and Yuna are kind of interchangeable. Um, Depends you what you're looking for. Sa- 
You could side with the accolades, but I would have seen. I would have liked to see her lose more. So I will knock her for that because I have to. <laughs> that is everyone's thoughts on you. The yeah. attack. I'm not an I hater. I'm not an I hater, but I am someone that believes she should lose more. Um, yeah. Next up, Momo Kogo. Momo Kogo had a relatively quiet year, mm. um, and of course, it sadly had to end via injury. Um, it, it kind of an undisclosed injury. We don't know much about it. She's just been gone for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, maybe her biggest, most notable things was being the uh, translator between Mayu Iwatani and Mercedes <laughs> Monet. Yeah. Uh, which take that for what you will as your <laughs> top achievement. But she did get to go to the U.S. and challenge for the Strong Women's Championship. She also got to be in the original bracket where I thought she mm. had a breakout showing against Willow Nightingale, which mm. I don't think anyone expected. So I will give her a little credit for that as well. But it's just been such a quiet year otherwise. If Stardom ran America more often, she would be like eight tier because she gets a buff whenever she goes international and performs. Unfortunately, they've only done America a couple of times. Uh, she's, yeah, outside of that, she's basically not been there. She had a high-speed match against Azami, which was fine. Um, but outside of that, yeah, look, she was probably busy a bit with the Maya Ratani movie as well, but she's been absent. Like, the, the injury situation has sucks, and, like, Momo Kogo specifically, I think, is going to be one of those people who can only do so much because of her health situation. I think it is Graves' disease that she has, which it's going to limit what she can do, and it's very possible that whatever injury she's dealing with is uh, made worse by her situation with that disease. I have to put a D, unfortunately. I just don't think she's done enough to... Outside of those two little bright spots in America, and they were small spots at that, I can't really put it beyond that. Where do you want to put her in D? I would lean below Lady C just because Lady's been consistent throughout the year. Yeah, Lady only missed a little time as well. Mm. So, yeah, um, not that. Again, it's hard to, I don't want to blame someone for get, uh, being out of action no. necessarily, but it, it does hurt a wrestler in trying to get big matches right mm. like yeah. i think that's very important and i think ultimately at the end of the day when it comes to kogo that she has all the potential to be great right she has the potential to be great and be someone that i think can be a really good undercard wrestler i think mm. we see that from her time to time we we've seen it in flashes and yeah. if she can just get a consistent role i think a faction change would benefit her greatly um i think stars is very packed and Mm. limits opportunities for her um you know a place like club venus or cosmic angels maybe be a better fit for her uh to just get higher than when i say greatness i just mean in her role right she's Mm. someone that's very capable in the ring i think she's probably the best wrestler out of the people in the so far, which is Lady C, her, Hina, and Ayasakura, I think she's easily the best wrestler. Um, and I think, hopefully, she can have a better year in the upcoming uh, campaign. Yeah, we, we just need, like, consistency. It's tough because of her injury history and her health. Um, but at the end of the day, when when we're trying to do this objectively, you know, we don't want to sort of 
give her a pity spot in C because, oh, you know, you, you did your best with what opportunities you had. But over the course of a year, it's like it's hard to look at what she's done and really be like, oh, yes, she deserves to be in that spot. Um, it, it's really just the, the two America shows, and that's not enough, unfortunately, for me. Absolutely agree. Uh, all right. Hmm. Hmm. Who's next? Shout out Goldberg on that one. Uh, <laughs> Look, I don't think he did much this year. I wouldn't be putting him on the list. I'm I'm excited to... I've left a lot of the heavy hitters. If anyone's yeah. taken notice, I've specifically gone out of my way to do this. Um, so it's time to do another heavy hitter. Let's let's bring some excitement. Ah, hmm. you know what, Trent? I'll let you pick. Okay. Um, let's go with. I think this is going to be a really interesting discussion point. Utami Hashishista, and I'm going to let you start, Scott, because for the podcast listeners who can't get the visual, his head is in his hands, and he's uh. Re- doubting what's coming next so kick us off scott i think utami hyashista at her very best which we saw in the summer is the best wrestler in the world i truly do i truly think she is that i saw her in that cage match it was unbelievable and then they did this weird thing right she went to america for a few shows in gcw uh she also came back and returned to form with the long hair and had some good matches Mm. in the five-star, but nothing to the level that I know she's capable of now. And I think that hurts her ultimately. Mm. Yes. She's the main proponent in the best story of the year. One of the best stories in stardom's history. She's also the main reasoning of that match being as great as it was. So that's going to help her. I'll tell you that Mm. right now. She also won the uh, tag titles at the end of the year with Saya mm-hmm. Kamatani. That's another accolade to help her a lot. Um, she had the great match with Mayu Itani for the IWGP woman's title. I think that was her best match post going to America. Um, but, but there was still so much more that I know this year could have been for her. Um, I was sold on her winning the world title at the end of the year. I wanted her to win the world title at the end of the year. We didn't get it. And ultimately she'd missed time due to injury. And that does take into effect. So I can't even sniff S tier here. Hmm. I can't, which is a shame because she had a year that felt like she'd easily be in that class, but it's just not to be. I think she's low a truthfully and it's a lot to do with you know not too much going on at the beginning of the year either right we we, that's that's pretty much everyone with the triangle derby unless you won the (laughs) triangle derby you you were quiet cinderella was nothing uh she didn't challenge utami for the uh sorry she didn't challenge julia or tam for the belt she Mm. didn't challenge any of the wonder champs for the belt it's low a for me and I wish she could be much higher. The biggest question I think you've got to ask is how far back do you carry the 
Queen's Quest story in this. Because the reality is the story doesn't really work if she had a hot start to 2023. Part of the point of that was she was just kind of ambling around, a bit lost in the woods while her uh, partners were off doing bigger and better things. So do you sort of say, oh, well, you know, January, February, March, April, like that's all necessary to give us the story that we got heading into the end of June. If you count that, then you can kind of accept the slow start to the year. The injury came at the worst possible time. Um, The five-star Grand Prix was good showing, but I do agree, like, she wasn't the, even though like both of us were kind of expecting her to win at the start of the tournament, she didn't necessarily stand out the time that she was in the tournament compared to some of the other wrestlers. I really liked to finish to the year. The Queen's Quest kind of epilogue uh, was really good. It comes down to how much weight do you put on those couple of months with the Queen's Quest story. And I rate it really highly because it is match of the year. It's stardom's best ever story, in my opinion. And Utami was so integral to that. I lean low A, high B with everything considered. Um, the fact that she had a title at the end of it, she had the IWGP Women's Championship match contest as well. I'm willing to go with you on a low A, but I think she's the lowest of the A's. Yeah, which is pretty and look, crazy. Part of that is also personal bias, if I'm being honest. If I wasn't as big a fan of her, I'd probably be saying low B, a uh, high B. That's right, folks. She is behind Ozmi and Megan Bain. Mm-hmm. Despite the story of the year, the moment of the year, the match of the year, I think that's the right place for her. I think this is a very fair rating. For and Waka only got to mid-C with her story, so that alone gives you an idea. Well, that wasn't the story of the year, no, was it? <laughs> uh, let's go My Sakurai, shall we? Yep. I think My this Sakurai is, is a very... One interesting case to get a lot higher than maybe her role actually is so one she has the accolade of being in the finals of the cinderella tournament yep yep she also has the accolade of holding the artist of storm championships for a good quality amount of time over half the Um, year yeah she's uh been a key competitor on new blood but most importantly Mm -hmm. my sakurai has found herself a character folks and it is a character that is very entertaining, very much over with the mm. domestic crowd. And one that I think has brought her to a much higher level than I would have expected at the beginning of the year. She also uh, won the Gold Rush tournament. We've got to give her that tip of the very large hat to as well. Um, she got an S cargo chant going in Kirkin Hall. And for that, she gets an S in this tier list. No? No. No? Okay. No. (laughs) It was worth a shot. Um, Yeah, her character work this year has just gone above and beyond. She's the most interesting character in stardom. Maybe not the best, like, overall personality, but she's committed to this gimmick 110%. When it started, like, the foreign fan base were all kind of looking at each other going, "What, what is this? And... I think, you know, to speak of how good it is, not only did the domestic crowd buy into it from the start, and they absolutely love what she's doing. By the end of the year, so is the foreign fan base. Everyone is all in on the My Sakurai gimmick. Now, is it a gimmick that's going to lead her to the World of Stardom Championship? Probably not. And her in-ring performance has definitely improved. Hasn't improved to the level it did in 2022. 
She made her big in-ring leap in 2022. She's made her big character leap in 2023, which makes it difficult to rate because, like, if she combined it all in one year, she'd be, you know, most improved comfortably and she'd get that extra bounce. I would give her, given her place on the card, the effort she's been putting in, a low B. I'm going to agree with you. I think she's earned it. I think she is someone who gets um I hmm. Hmm. She got an escargot chan above Nanai. I think I put her above Yuna too. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, out of I'm the lower with that. people. Yeah. Um I think she's definitely been above and beyond. Um look mm. at my sock, right? Huh? How about that? And she has the accolades to back it up too. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, yeah, yeah she's, she's done really well this year. I've been, you know, every, every year she's improved in a way where I'm like, good on you. Because I keep looking back to those first few months with her and Cosmic Angels looking like a stun mullet, struggling in the ring. Just everyone was kind of going, oh, no, this is the first big whiff stardom I've had. Rossi knows. He knows better than we do because he put faith in my Sakurai and look at what she's doing now. She's getting deals with restaurants and doing all this amazing stuff. Good on her. She is one of a kind, right? Yeah. She <laughs> is Rob Van Dam. Uh, but next up, we are going to go with... I always have as... I, I have just as much fun with, like, picking mm-hmm. them. I don't know about you. Uh, but well, I think I it's always... One. Yeah, but you get to wait for me to pick. But you know what? I'll let you pick again. I'll let you yeah, pick again. Yeah, I, I, I knew that was coming as soon as I, I feel said attacked. That. I feel attacked. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who do you who do you want? I'm looking. There's a lot of arms in the air in these photos. Uh, there so are. we're gonna go Mina Shirakawa. Ooh, that's a spicy one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot to talk about with Mina Shirakawa. Mina, 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 Mina. Uh, what a start to the year, right? All roads lead to all-star Grand Queen and the biggest show ever, her challenging for the Wonder of Storm Championship, but not only challenging for the Wonder of Storm Championship. She's challenging the most dominant, arguably the greatest Wonder of Storm Champion in history, Saya Kamatani. That's no easy feat. And not only does she challenge, she wins. She mm-hmm. wins the match of what many believe to be the match of the night of the best show of the year. I think that is something to be said. That is, that's a point. You get yes. a point for that, you know? Um, she had the match of her career in the biggest mm-hmm. match of her career. She would yes. then go on to defend against Natsupoi in one of my favorite matches of the year. Truly an under uh, an underappreciated match, I think, on the stardom schedule by many. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, brought out all the emotion and really, to me, proved that Mina Shirakawa should be Wonder of Stardom champion longer. And then mm. Tam Nakano ruined that by defeating <laughs> her for the Wonder of Stardom championship one month later, becoming a double champion and leaving Mina and her fans with many questions. Of course, soon after that, she'd win the Goddess of Stardom tag team titles with Mariah May as Rose Gold and have a fun little run there before dropping those as well. And she'd have a five-star Grand Prix where she entered the final night in contention to make it to Mm -hmm. the finals, which I think is, of course, noteworthy. And she had some great matches throughout that tournament. Um, And then after that, boy, oh boy, 
did it slow down from there? And of course, we ended the year with her losing to Nanai Takahashi. I saw people saying she should go to AEW. I saw people saying she needs to leave. And I was like, wow, I've never actually seen this with like startup where like people are mad with someone's booking. So they're like booking them to go somewhere else. I was like, that happens like every other company. I've never seen that here. Um, I happen to know my Watanabe. She's she's the big draw oh, card that true. she needs to get booked elsewhere. But that's Mina true. Mina took over that for a little bit. Mina took that over. Um, but Mina had a great year in this mm. in every spot she was in, she delivered. And it's tough because both championship reigns didn't last long, but they were championship reigns. And she had good matches in those championship reigns. You know, the Three matches she had with the white belt on the line, winning it against Natsupoy, losing it to Tam, were all really good. And I was worried about that uh, double title match because in the past, she's had a questionable match with Tam at the spotlight. Her goddess run, the the match to win it was fine. It was probably the best of the New Era's run. And then, you know, I thought they did a really good job with the titles. It's just, yeah. The other thing to point out is she did essentially form Club Venus this year. Yeah, it, it technically came in December 29 last year, but for all intents and purposes, she formed it this year. And it was a faction that was putting a lot of questions on her because a lot of the faction were foreigners. They were imports. They were coming in and out. She didn't have the consistency necessarily. I thought she did a really good job in that role. You can see the impact she had on Mariah May just on how May speaks about her after now that she's left for AEW, like she speaks so highly of what she did for her for all of that i want to rate her very highly because i think every time she got the opportunity she did really well and when she failed it wasn't her fault it was booking or it was just everyone being injured there wasn't a lot for her to do i think looking at like the the point of comparison for me is utami hashishista utami had higher highs um, I think Mina was maybe stronger throughout the whole year. Did Utami have higher highs? This is the woman that won the Wonder of Stardom Championship at the biggest show of the year. Yeah, but match of the year, story of the year, both go to Utami. And I guess I That's would true. lean towards that being just, it, it's very close. It's very close. But, I would but she was that. active all year as well, Mina. Yeah, see, that's the big this time. Yeah. Um, Utami probably I have her over. Um, I will say that I think she should be over both Utami and Megan Bain at least. Mm, and Megan Bain. Um, I'll, I'll give you that because I don't Bain feel strongly enough that she months. doesn't. Yeah. I, I think because Mina, I thought, did a really good job through the latter half of the year just while the, the wheels were turning, nothing was really happening. But, like, she was always putting in the effort, putting on a good showing at the house show uh, circuit. Mm-hmm. So I think she's earned that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think once a few more wrestlers come in, she won't be second on A tier. <sighs> yeah, pretty crazy. I think she if if she gets two more defenses in, she's probably S tier, truthfully. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that did not happen. Two more defenses between the two title raids. Even. I'm not <laughs> even saying it's just the wonder. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we're over an hour here, folks. This will be our longest podcast episode to date. Yep. And that was the plan. Um, let's go with Saki Kashima, shall we? Saki Kashima won her first ever singles title in yes. her career by winning the high speed championship. Her reign, not necessarily anything to write home about, but it was about the moment of her finally getting that. She mm. also got booted 
out of Oedo Tai by being the final person left in that cage when Utami and Saya celebrated. She would go on to join God's Eye, a perfect fit, I'd say, and adding much-needed personality to that group. Uh, Wasaki Kashima was the ultimate role player, the ultimate sixth man almost uh, for stardom. Uh, You need to plug her in. I thought she had a better year in ring wise in 2022 mm, uh just with right. the trios run and whatnot uh but in terms of moments for her and accolades this was really good unfortunately as per usual with saki just because this is something that happens almost yearly she did suffer an injury but not too long mm-hmm. she wasn't no. out for too too long uh she had one of these shorter injuries um i think she did the best she could um, if I had to say it'd be lower B, probably higher C between those two, because even though she did win the high speed title, um, I don't think that reign was ne- necessarily worthy to uh, live up. But she did have the fun little story with May Sarah of never giving her the match. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I will give her that credit. <laughs> yeah, like that. The Saki Kashima stories were fantastic. You know, getting to the high-speed championship, winning that, the emotional moment with Rossi, and kind of the capitulation of that story. The story with May Sarah, the story of getting booted from um, Oedo Tai, joining uh, God's Eye, even the story with Konami kind of side-eyeing her and not feeling she was uh, worthy of the group. All the story stuff was fantastic. In ring, yeah, 2022 was far better. I thought once she won the title, she leaned too much into her gimmick and it affected the quality of the matches. Uh, I was really looking forward to her reign, but ultimately it did disappoint me. I would have put her in the highest spot in C tier, personally. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um try to find the damn thing my i i have the mouse on the screen where we're streaming and not the tier list so i'm like why is it not clicking <laughs> good god's eye getting comfortable in c tier uh, <laughs> Hopefully uh let's change a little bit well we'll see now won't we mm-hmm. uh all right let's see let's see let's go with tecla shall we yep. tecla has the artist um brain obviously to her name, but otherwise a very underwhelming year mm. for the Toxic Spider. One that has left fans again <laughs> bringing up the idea that maybe uh, she should go find some new horizons because they feel she should be pushed uh, because she does bring a star look, obviously. She you know she looks like a star. Uh, she's very capable in the ring, uh, but she is she's pretty much the fourth member of DDM, right? She has fallen... Yeah down uh behind my soccer eye but even so when she got her big chance i think to have a big signature match against may sarah i thought she came up short a Mm. bit um and i think that does hurt her uh i'm not going higher than c i'll tell you that um i think she's lower than probably everyone but i think she's in the maybe above waka may just because of the title reign and the length and whatnot and that helps her. And, you know, uh, Mafia Bell had a pretty good little run in Tag League. 
basically, when she got opportunities outside of singles matches, I thought she did really well. Mafia Bell in the tag tournament was a lot of fun. She'd done well in the trios uh, tournament, uh, the trios uh, title reign. She'd done well there, and I think the length of that title reign puts her above uh, Wakasukiyama, just taking in in terms of accomplishments. But yeah, whenever I, I want her to do better than she is, and I would like to see her get more opportunities, but. The the match against May for the high speed title, you know, we talked about it before the match started. She needs to do well here, and it wasn't a match that delivered. Um, I don't know whether she kind of needs Julia to step away from the other title she's got and have a Mafia Bella tag run, like a focused tag run, mm. to really give her those reps in important matches without kind of hanging her out to dry in singles matches. But yeah, I. I'm not overly impressed with her and compared to a lot of the roster in terms of taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, I would put her above Waka, um, but I wouldn't put her above Amy Sarai. So for the people at home, here's the updated t- uh, people at home. Everyone's hopefully at home. I, if you don't hey, they could be on home, the road. That's true. That's when I listen to podcasts. So yeah. for everyone listening and not watching, here is your list so far. In S tier, we have Julia. In A tier, in order, we have Azumi, Mina Shirakawa, Megan Bain, and Utami Hayashishta. In B tier, we have Hameka, My Sakurai, Yunamizumori, and Hai Takahashi, and Yuzuki. What a wild. <laughs> Imagine that as a faction. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, no. <laughs> in C tier, the leader's Yuzuki. Uh, the. <laughs> In C tier, we got Saki Kashima, Ami Sarei, Tekla, Wakasukiyama, Hanako, and Fukigan Death. And then in D tier, we got Lady C, Momokogo, Hina, and Aya Sakura. But boy, oh boy, do we have some big ones left here to go through. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's knock out another big name, shall we? Let's do it. Sayori No. Maybe one of the, the, maybe the biggest here. And I'm just going to start off by saying S tier. Really? I'm not, I'm, so here's what Sayori No has done this year. She won the Artist of Stardom Championships in her yes. first match back at Stardom. She won the Goddess of Stardom Championships in her first opportunity for those belts. She won. The Wonder of Stardom Championship to close out the year, and she's been a key contributor up and down cards the entire year. She's been one of the MVPs, I think, in Joshi as a whole because she does wrestle outside of stardom, of course. She is someone that I have nominated or did have nominated. I don't know when the awards are going to close, but she is nominated for Wrestler of the Year for a reason. I think she had great matches. Um it depends how you feel about the last Mirai match. I think that might change how certain people mm. pick here. But ultimately, those last couple of minutes especially were beyond exciting. Um, and she ultimately was able to win the title, something that at the beginning of the year, she wasn't even in the company. And by the end of the year, she's holding the second top belt in the company. That speaks to what she's able to do. I thought she had a great five-star Grand Prix run in um, including the great match with Julia to kick it all off. That was an absolute crazy battle. I thought she had one of the best tag team matches of the year when she teamed with Natsupoy against Crazy Star. I, I think her match against Rose Gold was also great. Now that title reign prematurely ended, and the artist belt reign also did not go long. 
However, her key, every time she showed up, every time she was on a house show or a Corkin or a pay-per-view, more often than not, she delivered. I'm not, I wouldn't put her ahead of Julia. I would, and I would understand if we think even high above Azumi, but I will not, I will not let her fall much lower because she is checked off so many boxes this year in such an unpredictable time, you know, like no, no one saw it coming. And uh, if she was the trade we made with Kyrie leaving, it was a trade worth taking. <laughs> the, the Kyrie situation is why that artist title was so short lived. Um, that, that whole like her artist run was born out of someone leaving a promotion and dropped because someone was leaving a promotion. It's a very fascinating title reign. Um, my my initial thoughts was high. Uh, I think because I don't think she necessarily felt like the biggest deal in stardom at any one time, and I do take that into account for S-tier. She's always kind of been on that second row in terms of importance for the whenever she was involved. Like the white belt matches against Mariah, they were both the second-tier situation. The tag title match was obviously really good, but I felt like they didn't necessarily get the chance to Again, prematurely losing the title because of injury and not her injury, uh, but I do think the way that title kind of just phased out affected her as well. Um, but she has definitely delivered. She's done a lot of really good things with Stardom this year. My inclination is the work great angels, baby. I'm willing She's to go me. low S for you in this situation. But All depending right. how it looks, she might. I might bump it down, but yeah, for now I'll give you S. I gave her the advantage. So this is where my house show advantage came. Yes, yes. For my rating, as someone that watches a lot of the house show matches, because I'm a psycho, <laughs> uh, when she first joined Cosmic Angels, those were the best matches on the show each and every time. She worked great with Tam Yuna mm-hmm. and Natsupoi. Like it was easy for her. And her efforts were always appreciated on those. So that's kind of why I want to give her the slight nudge to S, but she's definitely mm-hmm. someone that I could see maybe going to high A, depending how this goes the rest of yeah. the way. But she was a fun one to uh, go over because I knew we'd have probably just a little debate there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ruaka. Um, another down year for Ruaka. Not uh, The Passion Injection match was good. And I wish we got more of BMI 2000 because I thought yes. she was really breaking out alongside Natsuko. She had that, was that tag match this year? Yes, it was. Yeah, she had the uh, Goddess of Stardom title match to pretty much kick the year off. And um, that was really was, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, whenever she's kind of had a chance to spotlight against the right people, I've really enjoyed her, but that's been very few and far between. And it's yeah. kind of a classic case of, there have been openings in the roster with the injuries, and I don't think she stepped up to say, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready to go. I think other people did that more than she did, um, to the point where it is a little bit disappointing. Like, I thought she did really well last year. I think she's been okay with sparks of good this year, but that, that hurts in the long run. Yeah, I, I would put her over Fuki again. And yeah, for sure. Hanako. I actually yep. put her over Hanako too. Um, yep. I don't know. I think Waka's story just gives her the advantage there. 
Ruaka's story is better than anything Ruaka had going this year. I would just like to see Ruaka get more of a chance because I think she's good. Like I think mm. she like I think she's ready to at least get something. I'm not saying give her a wonder of star title match. I'm just saying give her something. Uh because her team with Natsuko is really what brought Natsuko back, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um so hopefully she gets a little bit more. I'd love to see uh, young OED team up a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. they're great. Um they obviously had that great match was it last year? Um against uh my Hime Poi at the beginning of the year, 2022. I think it was. Yeah. Maybe. And that was great. So um I hope I hope uh Ruaka could get a little more in the new year. Not her fault. She she got an opportunity. She delivered, mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, so that's C tier. Gosaki Kashima, Amisare, Tekla, Wakasukiyama, Ruaka, Anako, and Fuki and Death. I have no idea why Fuki and Death even there. It kills me. She, she might drop the day. Waka's well, yeah. like couple of months of story is the litmus test for that C tier. It now, really can is. you beat I, that I, couple of months? I think I'm going to make a choice here. I'm going to move Fuki and down. Yeah. I just don't think she did enough. And she wasn't even <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't even in the big <laughs> weight of time match. So it's like yeah, Ruak at least gets that bump. Yeah. We got a lot. We got I've left so many uh, I've left pretty much every interesting conversation left here. And we're already an hour and a half in. <laughs> oh boy. Uh all right, let's do um Hazuki next. Yep. I think Hazuki's a good one to do next. Um, Hazuki has one of the best matches of the year in stardom mm-hmm. against Saya Kamatani. Um, she is the best at creating doubt. And when I say creating <laughs> doubt, I mean making people believe that she can win. Yeah. One of the very best. She almost never does, but man, oh man, do you get on the edge of your seat thinking she will? Uh, obviously, FWC before Kogum got injured were great. In mm-hmm. the tag league, it wasn't a long tag league that they had, but it was a great one. She had a great five star run once again. Um, and you want to talk about how show MVPs, she's getting extra points for that. Doesn't <laughs> matter where she is on the card, she's always delivering. Uh, the accolades, however, were not on yeah. her side this year, and that's where she really gets hurt. Um, I can't put her below Unimizumori though. No, 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 no. I can't. Um, I I would give her top of B, um, okay. because for the entire year she's been delivering. She hasn't yes. been given the opportunities, and she never had like the, I guess, focal point highs of like Himika, who had the retirement stuff. Uh, Hazuki's high point was the Wonder of Stardom Championship match against Sayakamatani, but that was like a singular moment. It wasn't the build. It wasn't the sort of story around it it was purely just they went in there and delivered an absolute banger and a half but i think her consistent work throughout the year her fantastic five-star grand prix she's kind of the standard bearer for you need to be at least this good in the ring to really prepare yourself for the very pinnacle of the stardom roster so for that kind of work and the week in week out on the house shows i think she deserves for the entire year especially i think she deserves top of b but without any, I think if you're in, if you're going to make a class, you have to have had some accolades of some sort. I agree, and I wish she did. Mm. I really wish she did. But uh, if she's not the best house show performer, she is top three. You know, like she is just in unbelievably consistent. Top and three, and she's not the, three. 
that really is the highest you can get without an accolade or more big yeah. matches or something. Everyone <laughs> or story of the year, like just looking at who's above. Yeah. B tier stands for belt, as in you need one to get above this. <sighs> I hope Hazuki's higher one day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with her tag team partner, Koguma. I'll yeah. let you kick that one off. Kogama was, if I'm being honest, an interesting one because when we did this tier list, I was like, does this look good? And Scott said, yeah. And I got to today, I'm sort of preparing like notes on what everyone did and what their accolades were. And I did the I did the thing and I looked at it and I'm like, I'm missing someone. I didn't have Kogama on this list at all. I don't know what happened. I think when I was getting the photos, I'm like, I've, I've downloaded her photo from Stardom before, so I don't need to download and then it just didn't get into the system. But it does kind of speak to her year. Um, she's kind of just been invisible. doesn't help that she's been out with injury for the past couple of months as well. But you look at like her accolades, she challenged for the high-speed title. She challenged for the Goddess of Stardom title. Uh, that's it. She didn't make the five-star Grand Prix. I don't – like her pinnacle, her biggest moment was probably the cage match she had for the artist titles um, where she jumped off the top like she – does in cage matches but like there wasn't really a standout moment for her and even like the comedic stuff she didn't necessarily get a chance to shine there either compared to previous years i was thinking high d i hate to say it because she's far better than that but given her that's kind of the thing given her role i feel like there should be more from her damn yeah, that's the that's the first big drop, uh, mm-hmm. maybe in like overall talent to where they are. Yeah, um, because I think Kokomo should be like a consistent B tier. Yeah, um, and she just her efforts aren't always there anymore, and she's banged up to now. That doesn't help her, and mm-hmm. you know, tag league's where she gets to rise her stock a little bit, yeah. right? Every year, every year, FWC goes all out. That's when she pretty much saves all of her uh trial for and her not being around it 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 really hurts um and she's you know she's she dropped down in stars too she's not the Mm. top three anymore she's she is now below hana and and it's very noticeable um but nonetheless hopefully 2024 brings more like maybe the time away gives her a bit of reinvigoration she comes back with a bang like coming back as long as she doesn't come back at the same time as a tam on that supply she can kind of get a bit of spotlight from that and that might help catapult her into a stronger 2024 um yeah her position on this tier list is not based on her talent it's oh, almost in spite of her talent that's why she's, she's so good and she should be yeah. so much higher yeah. Uh, so she takes up the top spot in the d tier mm-hmm. uh next up we got saida Maybe the opposite of Kokomo yes. this year. Uh, you want to talk about someone that gives it her all every single time out there, especially mm. in the second half of the year. Yeah, She has one of the signature matches in the history of New Blood against Anai Takahashi. I think the best passion injection match. I thought she was just phenomenal in that match. And that crowd was eating up the uh, uh, possibility of her winning. She didn't get it, but she does have an accolade for once. Mm-hmm. She's she's a new blood champion alongside Hanan, uh, yep. and they have been really good champions. That I love the match where they won the belts. 
mm-hmm. in the three-way uh, New Blood, also one of the best New Blood matches so far in the sh- uh, show's short history. Ida's done the most in her role. Like, if there's so- like we were talking about my soccer and how she's done the most in her role. Ida's gone above and beyond, and she has the match quality aspect too that I think benefits her a lot. I'm going uh, one of the higher B tier, I think for for uh, Ida. Yeah, this is kind of as you said the inverse of Cogham as someone who doesn't have the position on the card but is kind of forced to weigh in. And where I was sort of talking about with Ruaka with the injury, she didn't step up. I think yeah. Saida almost saw the injuries coming and was like, okay, this is my opportunity to remind everyone. Because you look back at when she was the future stardom champion, and there was a lot of hype surrounding her. She's doing a lot of good things. And that injury completely derailed her run. And I think now in the second half of 2023, we're seeing her get back to that level of interest and hype. And we're starting to see her get a few more opportunities to shine, whether it's in New Blood with the tag title run, whether it's just maybe getting slightly higher profile situations on the main roster stuff as well. She's done fantastic. Um, I would, I guess for me, it's does she go above or below my Sakurai? And probably comes down to do you value character work over in-ring work in that situation? My maybe because she has the higher accolade with the artist titles, um, but it's very much a personal preferencing with those two. I'd put her over just because I always, I'm always on the uh, in-ring side of yeah. things, and I have more memories of her this year, even even with the accolades that my Sakurai has. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ida's second half has just been so strong. Like my yeah. Sakurai, she didn't get hurt, but she took off two months. Yeah, that's also worth noting. And I think that uh, is. <laughs> she had to go to France. She had yeah, to earn her she, Euros. Don't get, don't get me wrong. She came back with the sickest look ever, like the jacket. <laughs> and, but I, I think I want to put Ida over that, and I think she yep. deserves that. I think uh, Hameka. She almost beats Hameka, but uh, you know Hameka. Hameka's year, like the part she was here for, was so yeah. great that it's hard to. Uh, and Sai yeah. didn't have the moments throughout the year. She's very much a second half riser. Yeah. So to so me, it's, you're it's kind of comparing like for Hameka. like. Yeah, and Hamaker's highs were just so much higher. Uh, let's. Oh my God, I really left <laughs> like a lot of a lot of big names. Let's uh, let's do Natsuko Tora. Mm-hmm. Natsuko Tora had a very interesting year, I'd say. She steamrolled the five star Grand Prix. <laughs> uh, kind of hurting the tournament by being so dominant, but that is almost as good an accolade as anything, right? Um, I think she is someone who deserves a lot of respect for the work she's put in. I thought, you know, I while I wasn't the biggest fan of her World of Stardom title match against Tam, uh, she got herself to a point where she deserved that title match, yes. you know? like, And I think that's a very... This was a year of redemption, for Natsuko Tora. She was a key part of that story too. The story mm-hmm. of the year, folks. Not happen without her. No, it does not. Um, she was great in that match, right? It was it mm-hmm. was the tale of two leaders, her deciding to leave rather than back up the rest of her team. And that's ultimately what led to Saki Kashima's exit. Um, and then she had the great tag title match to end the year, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked her and Momo together. You know, they weren't supposed to team in mm. tag league, but due to injuries, they did. And 
they made the best out of it. I thought they were one of the better teams in the tournament. And then, of course, they get the big title match at the end of the year. And what was the culmination of what was already a great story in many ways, right? Them both getting pinned. Sometimes being the heel, you have to do those types of things to make for better moments. And I thought Tora played her part to perfection for much of the year. Um, I, I give her all the credit in the world, and I think she's someone that deserves a lot of respect for what she did this year. If you took out that World of Stardom Championship match, I would be singing her praises to the hills. Unfortunately, that was a real like She absolutely earned that opportunity. I'm glad she got it. But boy, was it like when that match finished, and not just for the, the injury stuff that came out afterwards. That match just felt like such a letdown because it was her chance to really say she, her character work is main event level. If you could take that character that she's got and that aura that she has, especially when she's kicking into high gear, if you could put that in someone who you could consistently trust in the main event scene, you've got a tremendous top heel to work with. Unfortunately, the match against Tam just left so much to be desired. And we come back to, like, can you trust her to be in that situation? Or is she forever just going to be a tag wrestler who just is antagonistic? Now, that's a good little spot. But I see the character work she does, and I want her to be in that main event role. She had a really good year, though, like as you said, consistently doing really good things. The, the Obviously, the story work around her. Uh, she's upped her game as a wrestler. I would be putting her in the B tier, probably <sighs> below Himika personally. Um, and unfortunately, so much of that is down to that championship match because that could have been a game changer, but I see her now as a Himika who is a tag wrestler. Um, and Himika just was more exciting throughout the year for me, even going through to just the end of May. So here's where I will actually fight back. Okay. Bring it. We talked, we talked about with Tommy, right? Story of the year, match of the year. Yep. Natsuko Tora gets a lot of respect for that. And I think she does. to me, she deserves that prestige. She wrestled the entire year. Yes, I want to push that forward, which is why yeah. I think I'm just going to give her the slight edge over Hameka. Yeah, um, I think you're right, though. That's kind of her role is a Hameka mm. role, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, but her importance, again, in that middle of the year, you know, what's supposed to be a lull in stardom wasn't. Mm. Yeah, And her character work was so great through that. And and being the one that challenged you, Tommy, to rise up. Like, I mm. want, I I favor her over Hameka. I know why you favor over Hameka. We don't have a third person to the side here. Um, but I will I, give I just, you, I will give you this. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, if you said I, no, I was a bit, no, I would have when you said it. you're going to fight back, I thought you might have been saying above Hazuki or into low 80. And I was, I oh, no, 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 no. Um, but for the full year situation, yeah. I guess the big thing for me is like, could you remove Natsuko Tora from that story and would it work? I would say yes, because I think Momo Watanabe could fill that spot. However, it wouldn't be as good because Natsuko Tora plays that role so well. And she's, this is difficult to say because we don't, we're not Japanese speakers. We're not native to the language. So we can only go off impressions and the subtitles and stuff. I think she's the best mic worker in stardom. For, for developing and pushing stories. I think she's the best on the mic at that, um, which brought so much to that story. But unfortunately, the in-ring work, 
was a little sketchy. There was high moments, there was low moments. So compared to a consistent workhorse like Azuki and no accolades to show, so she can't go above B. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, B tier is as followed. We have Hazuki, Natsuko Tora, Hameka, Saeeda, Mai Sakurai, Yunamizumori, Nanai Takahashi, and Yazuki, which <laughs> pops me every single time. Uh, six matches. Yeah, she's better than all these people. I agree. Um, all right. We have a lot of more heavy hitters here. Let's go with Miyu Amasaki. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Miyu Amasaki is a very interesting case this year. Um, obviously, no accolades. Yes tons of improvement mm-hmm. and this is someone that was coming into the new year where i think a lot of people were like oh i don't know about this one you know they're <laughs> like i think a lot of people were counting her out they said yeah. you know what she's i don't know if she has it and she's in a group where it's really hard to develop a confidence uh, not a confidence because a lot of them are confident in queen's quest but a more than just like this deer staring into the headlights persona that she had for so long. Mm. And I don't think she, and she's gotten rid of that. And I give her a lot of credit. I'm not saying we're putting her in B tier or anything, obviously, but I've seen her have some solid matches. I've seen her just, just get better. And that's what I'm looking for out of her. That's what I was yeah. looking for out of her the whole year Mm. and that's what you want out of someone who came into the year without a full year in pro wrestling um i think that's just like the best way to sell it if you want to keep making the joke she was in the queen's quest (laughs) (laughs) match of the year we're running Um, out of those jokes unfortunately yeah we're almost all out but uh she was in that of course and i I just think uh she's somewhere in c tier for me i definitely think she overachieved in what was a pretty minimal role, which is why she benefited. I think her tag team with uh, with Azami is actually a really solid one. Mm. Um, they were part of that really good new blood main event. So yeah, um, I like Amasaki. I think she's getting better and better, and I'm excited for her in 2024 more than anything else. She's had the chance now to grow organically, and like that was the biggest issue when she first debuted. She was given a certain level of hype and pomp and circumstance that was asking too much of her because the last time we saw that was in Utami, and like the way they built her up was basically she was getting compared to that, and that was not fair. She's taken a little bit longer to develop, taken a little bit longer to get the confidence, but I do agree, especially through the second half of the year, you're starting to see that really coming together. And heading into 2024, it's going to be a very interesting year for her. Um, That being said, I think she hasn't necessarily stood out that much over the course of the year. It's been good. She's been had a chance to go and develop, but it also means she hasn't necessarily stood out and done a lot of impactful things. I think seat here is fair. The question is whereabouts in C tier. I would probably put her between Tekla and Waka, personally. Um, Mm -hmm. Waka, I think, yeah, Miyu's had a stronger overall year than Waka, but I think the lack of accolades compared to a Tekla, that kind of is another little mini barrier. If if you don't have an accolade, but you're in C tier, you've got to have done something to get past her, basically. I think that is a perfect spot for her. Uh, We move forward now here. Oh, <laughs> uh, who do I want to pick? Uh, let's go with Rena. Let's let's yep. finish up the uh, younger crew here. Uh, Rena exceeded every expectation. Mm-hmm. 
She won the she won the future storm championship long before I thought they would have her win. Yeah, the future storm. Hardly anyone expected her to win that match against Dami Sarai, and it was a great moment because it was so unexpected. Oh, I mean, she won with the hydrangea. Yeah, yeah. tears down the eyes, folks. Like I was <laughs> like, oh, just just take it away. You know, I was like, oh, this is. Uh, and she's had some really solid defenses for her mm. experience level and the spot. Right? They're not. They're not just having her defend the belt. They're having her main event with yes. the belt, and that is asking a lot of someone who just turned seventeen years old. Um, yes, you heard that correctly. Uh, she is uh, one of the true potential main event stars of this company five years down the line mm. um five might be too early i don't know she could only be 22 <laughs> by then uh but i was saying 21 year olds in the main event yeah that's true that's true um she also did a great job at the hanakamura show pinks I do. I know that's like not in the stardom realm, but you know what? Screw you. It is in the stardom realm. There's all these stardom wrestlers. Hanakamura was a stardom wrestler. She walked in there with the future stardom championship. Again, emotion everywhere. Um, I think she she absolutely played the highest level she could have, truthfully. And here comes the joke. She was in the Queen's Quest of Wait Tie Steel Cage match. Yay! <laughs> that's not getting taught at all. Um, oh, no, yeah, no. It's, uh, she 232 days, by the way, as champion. It's been a good reign. It's been a long reign. It's been a chunky reign. And the matches have generally been pretty good. Like, not necessarily doesn't level up to her older sister Hanan's reign in terms of match quality. Um, but I also don't think anyone was expecting her to be delivering that because of the, like, the three sisters, she's been the better character worker, maybe the weakest in-ring worker, especially now that Ina's sort of stepped up her game. Um, but I, yeah, she's taken every opportunity and really shone with it. I would put her in B tier. It just comes down to how much you value the future of stardom title and the new blood runs versus people who are maybe delivering more consistently on the bigger stages. Um, yeah. It would be low B tier for me. She has the fourth longest reign of the title. Now the title yeah. doesn't have a long history, but that's notable. The only people yeah. above her are mind you, Utami Heish is just Starlight Kid in Hana. And she's very close to overtaking Starlight Kid too. Very real chance she beats that record. for num- uh, to get She's three. close to taking Starlight Kids and Hana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, if she, if she does that, oh my god. Um, <laughs> and she beat Ami Saray, which I think is obviously a big accomplishment. Mm. She yeah. beat someone that was in the five-star Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I think I'm putting her above Yuna Mizumori. That was where I was thinking. Yeah, I think that's fair. Look at that. Look at that. B tier is as follows: Hazuki, Natsuka, Tora, Hameka, Saeeda, Mai Sakurai, Rina, Yuna Mizumori, Nanai Takahashi, and Yuzuki. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a running joke of the show. Can't She's not allowed that. to leave that spot. We're not dropping I- her. All right, folks, from here on out, it is going to be a interesting conversation. Forever. Yes. I think it's been mostly an interesting conversation for the hour and 49 minutes we've been going. But uh, I've, I've been an interesting conversation. I've purposely saved pretty much all of these wrestlers for the end. Uh, and let's go with Mariah May. 
Yes. Mariah May, uh, it's well documented by now. I like <laughs> if you watch one AEW broadcast, you know that she was in stardom. Uh, but if you watch stardom, you know that she had 99 matches. She won the Goddess of Stardom Tag Team titles. She had breakout performances in the five star Grand Prix. She got better and better and better and better and became one of, if not the best, foreigners to wrestle in stardom. And it took her just nine months to do so. She is one of the few that she went to stardom to get better. She Mm. has said this on podcasts. She has said this to the world. She went there to get better. She knew why she was going. She decided in her first week there, I'm staying. You know, and I think that is something I greatly respect. Yeah. She, She wasn't there just to say, oh, I was in stardom. Now, hmm. don't get me wrong, her character says that a lot now, but if you listen to her and how genuine she is on Talk is Jericho, on the uh, AEW Unrestricted podcast, and how much she loved her time in stardom and the relationships she created, it's all just a big credit to what she did. And if we're putting Megan Bain in A, we're comfortably putting Mariah May in A. I was wondering where you were thinking, um, because yeah, I can't I put her above she... Mina though. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's the thing: like with with Mariah May, she's done a fantastic job. It's tough though because there were zero expectations on her starting the year, and she improved, 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 and she absolutely deserves that. But it, it's tough to sort of work out where on the list she maybe should belong because she was such an unknown quantity heading in, and coming out of it like she did really well but her only accolade is really that very brief tag run with Mina Shirakawa so where on that A list you're putting her I would be bottom of A I wouldn't have her above Utami Um, I think she gets into A tier because of the hard work she put in and how well she fit in with the roster it's just a shame we didn't get to have a full year with her because I think she was really starting. Like when she left was when she'd really started to unlock everything. And if there's another six months there, I think she would have had a chance to really showcase herself and probably would have had a longer tag run too as a result. Do you so you think Megan Baines had a had a better run in stardom than Mariah May? When you're taking into account accolades, yes. Megan Bain won she the has, Stardom Tag League. Um, she's she, had, she, she challenged she won for the actual titles, though. Yeah, but she also, titles that was the only more. title. That was the only title she went for. Megan Bain had a main event match at one of the biggest shows of the year and had a, wasn't the, it was a high profile match for another singles title. Mariah May didn't get any of those opportunities. Um, she and had you, the five star. She did have the five stars. She did fantastic. But I also wouldn't put her above Utami because I think Utami won the Goddess of Stardom Championships. I think that's a stronger team overall. I um, think I need to reshuffle where Megan Bain is. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think Megan Bain had a better run than Mariah May. But I mm-hmm. also don't think I should put Mariah May over Utami. Yeah. So this is where the reshuffling comes. Personal preference, I I prefer Mariah May to Megan Bain, but I think personally, I think that, Megan those Bain are points that matter. Yeah, remember no, you I, said it at the beginning. I did, but I also think Megan Bain has been more impactful in stardom than Mariah May because she's to me she's done it with less time. Um, 
Ryan to me, you've either got to go Utami, Mariah May, or Megan and Megan Bain in that order, or yeah, I'm moving Utami up. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I decided <laughs> within this conversation. No matter what, I was like, wait a minute, we have her below Tommy. Just the story, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm trying to trying to take just personal bias out of this as well mm. because there's a lot when it comes to Mariah. Um. This will be a fun one to see what people say. Yeah, I think yeah. I think most would side with Mariah, just yeah. based off of like I think she had a better top match, better top matches overall. Like I prefer her match with Julia over anything mm-hmm. Megan Bain's done. Yeah, um, and I liked Megan Bain's match with Julia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think her five star run and her relation and her relationship with Hanan and. Just the stories she made, like the May Sarah stuff, like those are all little things that I think mm. sh- I want to put her above Megan Bain. This is a complete admit to personal bias here, yeah. and she was here a little bit longer. Um, this is what I will fight for, though. You can have that. As I said, like, right. I don't think Mariah May goes above Utami. So if the no, 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 is this list, then sure. The realization that Utami was below Megan Bain was starting to hit me as we were talking. I was like, I, was like, ah, I don't know, because she did have a bigger story and best match. And mm. I feel like that alone probably puts her above both of them. Um, all right. That was a fun little debate. See, this is what the show's all about, folks. Yeah. I knew Mariah May was going to be a complicated one. What a run, though. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? I'll let you pick the next two. The next two, well, obviously we're not going to go immediately back-to-back. I'm going to pick one, and we're going to talk. Let's go, look, this is the one I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, She just lost the championship. Let's go with Mariah. Okay. Um, Yeah, Mariah, what a year, huh? Uh, What a year. Accolades-wise, doesn't get much better. Cinderella tournament win. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. Second person ever to win two. Uh, God stardom title reign, which, again, we kind of brought up with Ami, that really hurt yes. her claim. Um, and that really hurt Mariah's claim. Then Mariah, of course, wins the wonder of stardom mm-hmm. title by beating the double champion, Tam Nakano. And then the reign. The reign was something. See, we, has, we it, are quite split on that. This is quite interesting. Yes. I was very underwhelmed by a rain that I was very much looking forward to. Mm. And it's maybe more or so because I had such high expectations for her as a fan of hers. And I'm not saying it's her fault either. Uh, you know, you mix in a draw in there. That's never something that I asked for. I know you liked the match a lot more than I did at Dream Queendom. Yes. Um, I think you also liked the Momo match more than I did as well. I basically rate all of her title matches probably like a quarter star at least higher than you do. Which is, you know, nothing technically. Like if you really think about it, it's like nothing. But you definitely have preferred a lot more of her reign. And I think ultimately it will go down for many as an underwhelming reign, all things considered. Especially if you were a fan of Mariah, maybe not. You know, if you're a fan of Mariah, maybe not. But there were a lot of matches I wanted her to get that she didn't. I didn't picture her reign, including Konami, Momo Watanabe, <laughs> and Sayori no twice. Yeah. Um, 
I think she also would have she was really hurt by having to wait mm. for her wonder of stardom title reign, right? She yes. had to wait months after winning the Cinderella, and I think that just hurts her so much. I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, in ring, I think she's had a pretty good year. I've enjoyed her championship run a little bit more than Scott did. I thought she did really well in the five-star Grand Prix. She had a lot of top-quality matches there. Um, the Cinderella Tournament victory, obviously, is a fantastic accolade. She did something only Mario Watani's ever done. The quality of that Cinderella tournament, though, wasn't ideal. wasn't her fault. She beat her was in front of her. But when the final two matches are, you know, basically involving Mai Sakurai and Amy Sarai, there's, yeah, you just have to look at where they sit on this list to know that's not exactly uh, the peak of the situation. Tag run should have been a really good opportunity, but it wasn't good. New Eras don't really work that well together as a tag team. The accolades obviously lift her up. Um, but it's been a mixed year in terms of match quality and prominence in the company for her. I would put her at the bottom of A tier. Um, I think the accolades mean she can't be lower than A. Um, the match quality, mm-hmm. just it comes down to personal preferences in that one, um, whether you're putting her below Megan Bain, above Megan Bain, above uh, Mariah May. Probably comes down to much of a muchness. I would put her above both the foreigners, but I would understand if someone thinks she shouldn't be above them because of the the downsides of her. She's had high highs in twenty twenty three, but she's had some disappointing lows also. Hmm. She, in some ways, she's very comparable to Mina, mm-hmm. but I thought Mina hit the higher highs. Yeah. And she had a better tag title reign. Yes. Which was shorter, but she had a yes. better tag title reign. Um, she didn't really have a wonder started title reign to begin with, but I think they're very comparable. For me, it's do I put her above or below Utami? Mm. Because it comes you're down right. to accolades versus probably story there. Yeah, and I uh, I don't know. So I'll let you make that pick. It's not easy. <laughs> no, and like it's I can't even do it like, well, who's my favorite? Because like in my stardom top five, these two are both in my there. top five. I put Mariah slightly above Utami in personal favoritism, but it's like three and four. Yeah. <sighs> That's why I'm I on think, Yeah. I guess like if you're looking at accolades, she probably does go above Utami. She won the Wonder of Stardom Championship. She did hold it for quite a while. They've held the Goddess of Stardom titles for about the same amount of time and the Cinderella victory, which is something Utami doesn't have to her name. When you're looking at it from that perspective, probably just bumping it above. Um, but Utami's peak is obviously high with the story, but I, I've got to give it the accolades there. I think you're right. I think uh, Mirai is an interesting case certainly mm. uh but with all those accolades it's, you can't put her much lower you know like you can't yeah. no matter how you felt about her year she checked off every single box um all right next up let's do mama watanabe um yep. mama watanabe has been interesting this year uh i thought she had a better i thought she actually had a really good in-ring year in 2022 Mm -hmm. 
Uh, this year, she didn't. She's part of the Queen's Quest story. Office. Yes. And she was a key part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, she I'm was not, the number two for what I taught. Yeah, I'm not trying to bring up the jokes for that one. That's actually like a big important part of her yeah. year. She does uh, actually earn points for that. Yeah, she does. Um, unlike everyone else that we joked about. Um, <laughs> however, however, she did have the Saya Kamatani Wonder of mm-hmm. Stardom title match. She also yes. had a Mirai Wonder of Stardom title mm-hmm. match all in the same year. Uh, she did not challenge for the world this year. She did challenge yeah. for the tags multiple times. times. Yep. Um, it's funny, you know. People always talk about how Momo's like not included anymore. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things out loud. She did all these different main event type, like big ta- title matches. She's busy. Um, hmm. she's busy every year. It's just you know she's not winning the big ones. So I know yeah. people got upset about that, but uh, I think she stayed busy enough and uh, delivered enough solid performances that like I'm not gonna go. I'm certainly in B tier. For sure, yeah. Her, her um, in-ring work definitely gets her into B tier, and yeah. she's done enough through the oh. year. It's just a matter of where she goes there because she's against people who don't have accolades but performed really well. Some people with accolades who maybe haven't done as much. Um, yeah. So it's a very. And I interesting... think she keeps finding her character more and more too. I yeah. thought her character work was actually really good this year once she got to show it. I know some people don't like the Oedo Tai stuff. Um, they feel like it takes away from who she is as a wrestler. But I think what she gains in character makes up for any loss in ring as a result, personally. Absolutely. Um, hmm. I would say middle of B tier. Yeah. Yeah. Above I would, my, I think, above Eda. I would, I would say above my. I think below Ida. Yeah, I, I think so, which is not something I would have thought at the start of the year. Shout out Gory Chan. Yep. Absolute beast. Love and, that. And I also want to point out, because this matters, Rena is ruining a streak of four people with the right arm up towards <laughs> the head. She is. She is. So uh, B tier is as followed for the, pod, uh, for the podcast listeners. Hazuki, Nanai, Taka, Nanai. Jesus, what, what, what? No, Natsuko Tora, Hameka, Saida, Momotanabe, Mai Sakurai, Rina, Yunamizumori, Nanai, Takahashi, and Yuzuki. I just realized you were supposed to pick back to back and you did not. So I have okay, to yeah. now give you the option here. You have yeah. a hitter's row here, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanna I wanna want us to talk about one of the biggest hitters of the year with just a couple of things that happened to maybe hurt their spot. Let's go for the record-breaking Wonder of Stardom champion, Sai Kamatani. It's a good one. It's yeah. definitely a good one. So, obviously, important to name. You know, she would probably be number one if she didn't <laughs> get hurt. <laughs> I want You look at her five-star. run to the five-star Grand Prix, she is top of S tier. She's top of S tier. She had the Wonder of Title range finished this year, including two bomb matches mm-hmm. with Mina and Hazuki, like two of the best singles matches of the year in stardom. She yeah. then is in the key star of the match of the year and story yes. of the year with Utami. Um, and she's well on her way into that five-star Grand Prix Rumored to win the five-star Grand Prix and go on to the main event of Stardom Dream Queen. She is someone that would be comfortably 
sitting at the top of not only this entire tier list, but the wrestler of the year list mm. if she didn't get injured. Yes. And the five-star Grand Prix suffered greatly with no more Sayakamitani. Yeah. But how did she bounce back? She won the tag titles with Utami Hayashishta mm. and, of course, closed out the year with the great win over Natsuka Tora and Mumble Watanabe. So even, even despite the injury, I don't know how I put any her anywhere besides S tier because the Wonder Storm title reign was the end of a historic mm. Wonder Storm title reign. And then she's in the story of the year and the match of the year. Yes. And then she wins the tag titles at the end of the year. So even yeah. without the five star and the tag league, she just had such an incredible year. Yeah, she's just the best. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> I want to put this into context. In our discussions, we don't have a definitive list yet, but if you're talking start a match of the year candidates, she has three of the top four. You have the cage match. You have uh, her versus Suzuki, which is definitely in the, you know, if it's not number one, it's probably number two. And for me, Mina Shirakawa versus Sai Kamatani is at worst the top five. It's probably in my top three. Um, I'm biased because I was there. But, yeah, that's the thing. Three Goodbye. of the top four, three of the top five matches of Stardom's year directly involved Saika Matani. And she had record-breaking run. She's definitely S-tier for me. I would put her above Sayori, but I also had Sayori lower internally than you did. And they missed I'd probably be. a similar amount of time when you factor in Sayori wasn't there as much. I'm absolutely putting her above Sayori. And if she was active the whole year, she'd be comfortably Mm -hmm. ahead of Julia as well. I think the injury does take away. But man, it came at the worst time. Having those matches, like those top tier matches and that Mm -hmm. top tier story, I heavily favor that over a bad world of stardom title reign and a arguably bad artist to start him title reign so far and a title that I don't give a damn about. <laughs> the, the thing this ultimately is... that probably hurts me with the Saikamitani discussion, I, I'm, I'm fine with her going above Julia, but what would ultimately hurt it is through the first half of the year with that title reign, the fatigue mm. was starting to set in. Now that's, it's hard to, weigh that up in terms of talking about 2023 because the fatigue came because she had a full year in 2022. Yeah. Um, but like as great as the matches were, we were kind of thinking, okay, let's pull up stumps a bit. And when the, the rumors came out about her having meant to win the five-star Grand Prix, there was a bit of a, oh, come on, let's, let's take a breath. Um, yep. But in terms of performance in 2023, in terms of importance in 2023, I think there's a definite case for her to go above Julia, um, despite the time missed due to injury. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. This is the toughest one for me so far. Here's the kicker. In terms of accolade, the world of stardom title does sit above the wonder. And if if we are literally a dead tie in this... I think you've yep. got to give the accolade of the All right. title. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They both dropped them at the same time, had as many mm. defenses uh, in the year. Yeah, so within the year. I'll give, 
within the year. I'll give you yeah. I'll give you that. I think uh Sia could slot in right there. But if you had Sire above Julia, I would I would understand for those. Your reasoning was good though. And you mm-hmm. know, she missed time. So yeah. I think that definitely still hurts. All right. Um how about you name another one? <laughs> let's speaking of injuries, let's go Natsupoy. Man, what a run it was for Natsupoy. Yes. Uh, obviously, her main accolade is the tag titles mm-hmm. uh, with Sayori that ultimately ended prematurely. But yes. let's talk about performance. Maybe no one has more of the performance angle here than Natsupoy when she was active. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a fantastic run in the mm-hmm. five-star Grand Prix. A fantastic match against Mina Shirakawa in her one uh, big title match this year. She also is the house show MVP. Yes. And maybe more than any other wrestler that's been injured could have an argument as missed the most yep. in her presence. And I think that gives her points truthfully it does. being missed that much. Uh, I think she's easy. A at oh, least, sure. you know, yeah. like I, I, the injury really hurts her and yes. she doesn't have the accolades as others. Hmm. But I think she's had a better year than almost everyone in A tier. At least. In terms of in ring performance, absolutely. For sure. The accolade situation. Yeah, the accolade thing hurts because she's had the Goddess of Stardom Tag Reign, which she held them for a little bit of time. Like it technically was August or November, but it wasn't like they didn't get the defenses up during that time and she was right. the reason they had to vacate um she did win the artist of stardom championship but it was incredibly short it was kind of you know it was a nothing rain um perhaps more importantly than anything she released an ep during this time she's a musical artist at the moment great um, album yeah by the way yes yes i, I own that right album. she should be s tier i do too. <laughs> <sighs> who else released an ep don't answer that for for me when you're looking in this situation it comes down to how much does the minimal accolades because she's basically hazuki with a couple of prop title reigns hey they're puts her into a tier where are we going (sighs) definitely above those two yes how much do you here's the question how much do you value the atami story (laughs) Enough. That is the barometer. Yeah, that is the barometer. I valued enough. Uh, a tier is now Azumi. How the hell is Azumi still at the top? That's crazy. I did not expect her to still good. Be That's true. Azumi at the top, then Mia Shirakawa, Mirai, Tommy Haishishta, uh, Natsupoi, Mirai May, and Megan Bain all fill yep. out the A tier. All right, here we go. Let's do Starlight Kid. This is an interesting conversation. Do we, do we have to cover Starlight Kid? This is going to be ugly, folks. She is not in B tier. No. She is in C tier for me. And it's it's been a bad year for Starlight Kid. <laughs> she did not have a breakout five-star. No. Pretty forgettable five-star. And the one match I knew she would deliver in, she was hurt for. She yep. missed time. Yeah. Uh no accolades. 
the new blood tag titles, she won the inaugural tournament. She won yeah. those titles. But, like, Wingori already feel like better champions than her and Karma were. Yeah, she did not play up to her spot. She had the great match with Azumi for the high yes. state title. Yes. And the, the main event in the Dream Tag Festival. Yes. Um, that was she closed out with that. They, they're the two highlights because, yes, she was involved in the cage match, but given the story. I was trying story, not to say it. <laughs> it was my turn. Given the story that she could have had with yeah. the people in that match, she was a tertiary part of that story. So she doesn't get the bonus points like some of the other people on the roster for that, despite the fact she did a moonsault off the cage. Yeah, she did she do put a body on the line. Cage. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is in C tier, honestly, because we're, you know, you, like Kagami, you're factoring in expectation with her. Yeah. I would have her below Waka Sukiyama. Wow. Oh, man. She's been hmm. the most disappointing part of the stardom roster in 2023. It's not all her to blame. No, look, she, she hasn't been given the opportunities. She, she'd been, not, I don't want to say forced into the back seat, but you know, Scott and I, for those who maybe don't know, we have this theory. Azumi and Starlight Kid can never have good years at the same time. When Azumi has a really good year, Starlight Kid takes a back seat. When Starlight Kid has a good year, Azumi takes a back seat. You look at this tier list, Azumi is the top of A list. By our theory, that means Starlight Kid is right down there. And I think, unfortunately, she she's not done anything this year. And she should have done so much. We had her winning the Cinderella tournament at the start of 2023. <laughs> we both predicted that. Yeah, that's why I've retired from <laughs> the Yeah, I, I'm not, so I'm going to agree with C. I'm just trying to think, like, I'm comparing with Walker now. I can't believe mm. I'm saying this out loud. I'm comparing with Walker now in my head, and it's like <laughs> the story that Walker had does really overpower a lot of what Kid did. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to, like, we've been talking about accolades this whole time. I understand it's just the new blood tag titles. I get it. Mm. But it's still an accolade. Yeah, yeah. And everyone that has an accolade, the lowest is Saki Kashima. Tekla. Okay, the lowest is Tekla. <laughs> so I feel like I have to at least push her ahead of Waka. <laughs> and then it's between her and Miyu Hamasaki. Things like, you never you thought think, you'd be saying in 2020. Do you actually think Tekla's had a better year than Starlight Kid? No, but I wasn't expecting Tekla to have anywhere near. As That's true. Stuff. There's yeah. the disappointment yeah. aspect. Yes. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I guess I'm going to put her below Amasaki. You cool with that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I, I mean, I had her below Waka, so yeah. It, it sounds I, ridiculous I, to say, and in a way it is, but this speaks to the We're not level posting of this on social media. <laughs> We're, We're posting this image without context. That would be wild. <laughs> That'd be wild. Um, all right. Uh, I'll let you pick next. We're going to go okay. back and forth for the um, rest. Look, we, we've, we've covered two. You've saved all system. my favorites, I've noticed. Well, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. All the people all that of, I talk about All of your favorites. Um, well, let's not cover one, one of, of your favorites in Hanan. Let's finish off the uh, sisterly trio. Ooh. Um, I'm, I, I will sing the praises of Hanan. Yeah, go for uh, it. This is your floor. A year of growth. For her, she has, I think, taken 
the opportunity by the horns, right? She she didn't get the wonder match that I hoped for or the world, but that's okay. Mm. What she did is show she's ready for that. Yes. Right. And one of the big things for her was elevating her placement, right? On the card. She's mm. no longer um uh, underneath the Kogamas and her faction. She has stepped above. Yeah. Um and she I think she's well on her way to going above Azuki potentially in the new year. I'm not I'm not lying. Like I think that's a possibility. Depending where her role is and how much they want to push her out the mm. gates. I think it's all like obvious that she's gonna be, you know, a top star for them. But um it's coming. And I think uh her essentially glow up in her gear and new music like she grew she literally grew up mm-hmm. right yeah and she has an accolade you know she mm-hmm. won the uh new blood tag belt and i think her and saida have been great For sure. um she's had i thought the best singles match of her career mm-hmm. against azami um she's had some great uh trio showings now that they're part of like the big trio with mayu and hazuki and i think overall and i thought i really liked until of course um mayu got hurt i thought her and um, hanam were a really good tag team in Mm. the goddess stardom tag league she's she's one of those people who going into this year she could surprise, right? With um, she could surprise in terms of Cinderella placement. I could see her mm. make it far. I'm not saying win, but make it far. Mm. And I think that's something that I'm hoping for. That's what they should be using that tournament for. Uh, she had that great match with May Sarah, and she seems to be starting a rivalry with May Sarah, which I'm all for because one, I want these young wrestlers to start something on their own right and that's something that they can build on and build on and build on uh but i just think this has been her best overall output of year in terms of wrestling Hmm. and i think that's very important um and i just think she grew so much you know we gave a lot of points to the amasakis and the sakurais and the yunas and the arenas for growing and idas for growing i think she deserves that same love and respect uh in her placement i think this year has been what some people were hoping last year would be for her in Mm -hmm. like they gave her some opportunities and she got the chance to shine and she did well but i don't think she necessarily took the bull by the horns for the most part match in my opinion she had the artist like one standout yes but like even the five-star grand prix was very much a growing pain situation for her absolutely this year, though, she's come in. She's changed her music for the better. I know some people love the theme, but this is this I is a mature the theme. Yeah, th- this yeah. new song is a mature one. It's befitting of someone who's graduating from high school. She's changed her gear. Rem- far better look for her. Um, changed her hair. Like, th- th- looking at her at the start of 2023 to the end of 2023, the massive growth in terms of taking her seriously as a wrestler. In ring, she's found that consistency. She's doing really well. She's getting chances to spotlight and uh, prove herself. And I think she's this is the year she started to really take those opportunities and do great things with it. And I think she's been rewarded with that both in in ring, giving the chances, and I think she will be rewarded on this list. Um, I would put her above her makeup personally. Victory for me. All right, I'll take it. 
Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't put her above like the Natsuko's. I can't mm. put her above the Hazuki's, obviously, just because of like their importance. Yeah. To a lot of things this year, but in terms of growth, in terms of where she's gone, uh, you know, we've people have been saying it forever, and this is the year that I think a lot of people can truly say like this is this is the future, one of the mm. true futures of stardom. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to see where she goes, and if she starts developing rivalries with other uh, of the younger class, I think that's also quite exciting. So um, I'm very happy for Han, and I think uh, next year could be even higher, depending what sure. uh, opportunities she gets, because you just want to see her grow. It, well, it's harder. Yeah. Sorry, this year, um, because the expectations are there now. Yeah, she yep. didn't have those same expectations coming into 2023. Now that's been lifted. She has to do more to, you know, if we were looking at this tier list for next year, she has to do more to stay in the spot she's here. Yeah, I'd like to see her get a finalist spot in one of the 75 tournaments they have. <laughs> um, she definitely well, made she the was... finals of the stupid uh... Gold Rush tournament. Yep. Yeah. Great. So she's already there. All right. I feel like. You're just trying to leave certain people for me. Um, let's go with Shuri. Yeah. Interesting year for Shuri in the most unremarkable possible way. <laughs> and it's not her fault. It's no, she needed a, a slow way. year. I, I think she needed Which to have ass. a slow year. <laughs> I hate slow years for her. But yeah, because like she was the focal point through all of last year. She was more or less a focal point for the year prior. It was only natural she would get a chance to slow down, rest the body a bit, kind of refresh. And look, I think you're seeing that fire and hunger inside of her. She kind of wants to burst back onto the scene, obviously, is where uh, this episode goes live. She's got the January 4th show against Maya Watani. Perfect way to kick off the new year and I guess a revitalized year for Shuri. In ring, she's been Shuri. She's been fantastic. You give her a match, she delivers above and beyond. She has been shackled in those a lot of those matches with the UWF rules, which they have been insistent on basically giving her for a lot of this year. And there is a very hard ceiling for those matches, I feel. She's done her best to break through it, but there's a ceiling on those matches. You give her a normal match, she shines. You know, she had... I think a match that's getting forgotten now against Shihiro Hashimoto, that was fantastic. But, like, given the pomp and circumstance of All-Star Grand Queendom and that happening back in April, I I literally only just remembered it while we were talking about her right here. Um, (laughs) So how much, like, it's kind of the Hazuki situation. You give her great opportunities, she puts on great matches, but she hasn't done anything really this year unless you want to give her the undefeated SR UWF rules award, which is, is not an not. accolade. Uh, she's a, she, here's a, the thing with her is if she's, she made the finals of the triangle derby. Yeah. Um, which is an accolade nonetheless. Not, <laughs> it's a, not thing. a great one, but it is a thing like Shuri is in ring wise. There's very few people in the world that are better than Shuri, mm. and that's what hurts me this year. And like, <laughs> like you said, you put her in an opportunity, she's going to deliver. Yeah. And we already know that 
2024 is going to be a bigger year for Shuri based off her first, or sorry, her second or third or fourth or however mm. long she goes in the Derby. I have no freaking clue, uh, but however long she goes in that, it's going to be the IWGP women's title match against Mayu Utani. And that's what it's all about. That's why mm. we want to see, uh, that's where we want to see Shuri. So like you look at this field and I, I, I have a really tough time, putting her low because when she had the opportunity she delivered she had a great five star again yep that's what she does you know like oh look sure in the fi- oh look at that she she might have had oh that might be the match of the fi- you know that's just what she yeah. does she uh, was top match- three in the five star for me yeah yeah great match with mayu great match opening match with suzu obviously mm-hmm. for many the match of the tournament uh on the very first night i put i put i have to put the performance in because yes. that's what we've done. I'm not going below B. Okay. I'm just telling you that right now. No, no, She's not no. below Yuzuki. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no. Um, and I'm putting her over like a Yuna. Yes. Um, but then at that point, it's like, how much higher can I go? Yeah, it's it's because you, you also have to factor in the placement disappointment. Like I just went through roasting not her like fault. kid on the coals. And not not her fault, but like, yeah. It, it has to be considered. Um the performance levels, yeah. I I guess I would maybe put her again, things I never thought I'd say in twenty twenty three, below Saida, but above Momo Watanabe. It's a good spot for her. Shout out Saida. Yeah. Saida continues to be the litmus <laughs> test of B. Of B. So B is as follows. We have Azuki, Natsuko, Tora, Hanan, Ameka, Saida, Shuri, Momo Watanabe, <laughs> My Soccer, Irina, Yunamizumori, Nanai Takahashi, and Izuki. B block is B block. Uh, what's that what it's called? B tier? Sorry. It is absolutely packed here. Uh, but we have five wrestlers left. Three of them have held the world of stardom championship before two yeah. of them are two of the newest wrestlers on this roster. Trent, what's your pick? Well, let's get rid of the non-champions first. Um, there's one person here Damn. not currently holding a title, either in the picture or in real life. Suzu Suzuki, you're up. <laughs> It hurts. It hurts. Why did you have to say it like that? Uh, what a year for Sue Suzuki. Yeah. Starts the year as an artist of stardom champion with prominence. Goes mm-hmm. on to win the inaugural triangle derby with prominence. Uh, they dropped the titles in a great tag team match to restart at All-Star Grand Queendom. And then to the shock of many, Sue Suzuki signs with stardom, becomes a full-time roster member. And from there goes on an absolute hell of a run. Mm. Yeah, it was a little quiet for the first few months there, but if you watch the house shows, you know how great she was. Her and May Sarah became what I thought was the tag team of the year in stardom via Crazy Star, uh, just because they were both joining the company at the same time. And naturally, they became just this great duo. Um. She starts the generational struggle, a big Integral. story point of the st- summer that ultimately leads us to the second biggest story of the year, but the biggest one-on-one rivalry. And that, of course, was with Micah. 
she would go on to win the five-star Grand Prix, beating Micah in the finals. She would then go on to the finals of the Goddess of Stardom Tag League, come up short against Divine Kingdom. And then, of course, she'd main event Stardom Dream Queendom coming up short against the Micah for the World of Stardom Championship. At 21 years old, she did all this. <laughs> I don't think there's much debate here. I think she's comfortably S-tier, and I think she is the highest-ranked wrestler. Because if you want to bring in performance, she's got that too. Yeah. The five-star Grand Prix is an accolade that pretty much instantly launches you to the upper stratospheres of any kind of debate like this. There's, in terms of what can you win in stardom to make yourself a big name, it, it's the World of Stardom Championship, and then to me it's the five-star, even over the white belt. I think you win the five-star Grand Prix, you etch yourself into history in a way that very few others can. She's done it at the age of 21. Yeah, that's just... It's ridiculous. And you can talk about, was she meant to be the original winner or not? Question, question. She, she won the tournament. And she absolutely looked like she belonged. She main evented Ryugoku Sumo Hall and did a fantastic job. Match quality has been there. She has been an integral story part of stardom from the beginning of the year, even before she was signed. She had the red belt, red belt match against Julia. She was constantly kind of in and out focused. And from the moment she signed and, like, she got took, you know, it wasn't even months. It took weeks for her to really get settled into this company. And then she set herself up. She wasn't in the company long before she established the generational struggle. And that instantly catapulted her into the spotlight and put her as an equal amongst stardom. Because like we, we we talk about Azumi, Starlight Kid, Suzu Suzuki. They're all 21 years old, kind of all on that level. Suzu doing that, appearing as equals with the elite of stardom, instantly kind of transported her above that tier of the Azumis and Starlight kids who are still kind of fighting to get to that point. And whenever they're there, they feel like underdogs. Su Suzuki doesn't feel like an underdog. She is S tier. With the five-star Grand Prix accolade, I would put her above Julia. 100%. It's going to be hard to beat her. Uh, just an incredible year for her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely incredible year. She may have not ended the year with the World of Stardom Championship, uh, but she is a certified main event star yes. um, in her first year in the company. <laughs> first official year. Of course, yes. she was part of it in 2022. Um, let's do Mayu Iwatani, shall we? Okay. Mayu Iwatani, IWGP Women's Champion. The longest reigning IWGP <laughs> Women's Champion. Uh, yep. She was that before she defended it, pretty much. <laughs> Which is sad. It's very sad. Uh, but it is true. She also got hurt, mm -hmm. um, but accolades, whatever you may say, she beat Mercedes Monet. Yes, it's a pretty yeah, good accolade. That that's a pretty good non sort of. I don't know it was for the title, but like outside of titles and tournaments, yeah, that's a pretty impressive accolade. Um, she again, like whenever you give her a good match, she always shines. She does a fantastic job. Um, when she finally got to defend the IWGP championship, I think she'd done really well. And I like that kind of it's been reinvigorated. I think 2024 is going to be a lot better for her um, mm -hmm. because she's going to be a focal point for the first few months up until and just a little bit past her movie being released, which is another accolade. She's got a movie being made right now. 
maybe not the you know on the stardom list, but it's an important thing to mention. Um, but for Still a champion, quiet. yeah, like literally, people were forgetting she was a champion for a lot of her run. She never really felt like she was in the like in the generational struggle. She was a tertiary part of that. You know, it was more like, oh, you kind of should be here, shouldn't you? Because you're yeah. my retired. Fair grade five star. Yep. And a, a fun Which goddess run with Hanan. Um, yeah, before that, like, yeah, it's early. it was a lot quieter than someone of her stature should be. I It pains me to say I would put her top of B class. B. But wow. I, she, I don't think she's done enough to be A tier. Accolades, baby. A title that people are kind of already sick of yeah but i don't care what people are sick of it's still iwgp it's still iwgp um hmm. Hmm. i wouldn't put like i can't put her that high obviously because it's just it's another forgettable year for her despite mm. winning the title but it's still a title that at, le- at the very least, has prestige and who's held it. It's Kyrie, Mercedes, Monet, and now Mayu. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's gotten the chance to defend it, she's delivered every single time. She had a great five star Grand Prix. Ah, man, I don't want to put her below Megan Bain. <sighs> that sucks. But I get it. I get it hard for me it, it hurts because like my watani like if we're just doing favorite wrestlers she is top of s class but like yeah. it, it's not been there this year not she did the best with what she got mm. that's for sure but uh again the injury probably came at the worst time because she would have been a highlight of the gold rush match um she would have had a bit more time to shine through this sort of yeah. latter half of the year but yeah uh, my watani and getting weird Injuries like you know, she dislocates her elbow doing a drop kick and oh, she wild, manages wild. to dislocate her pinky and have it blow up for like a to a balloon for like yeah. a month after the injury. That's one injury I understand. I've dislocated fingers, it just blows my mind. That's a very Mayuatani situation. Uh, May Sarah, what a year! Yeah. What a year for the per as I wrote about in voicesofwrestling.com that everyone could go check out at any time. Uh just an incredible year for me, Sarah. In a year mm-hmm. that we had no idea she was gonna even be part of, of this wrestling. company. Right. Not just this company of wrestling. She yeah. wasn't wrestling um, at the start of the year. If you're watching the video, cheap plug, here's the article now. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um she had one of my favorite years in wrestling truthfully uh just coming onto the scene and pretty much being an absolute star in every match and every opportunity she got her only downside has been the rain so far Mm. and i'm not necessarily blaming her completely for it one she had to beat saki yeah uh and then she defended against she defended against someone before tekla she did, I'm pretty sure. She did. I don't remember who it was, though. I'll try and look it up while you... Of... Oh, Momoka Hanazono. Momoka Hanazono. Right, yeah, that, that's yes, right. Yeah. 
which was a little bit underwhelming. I thought it was fine. Little, that, that was underwhelming. Full stop. Well, everyone expected it to be like this, you know, fantastic match. It was definitely underwhelming because it, you know, it it was a high speed match, but it, it, it's not a match to remember mm. by any means. Um, and then the tackle match, but I'm mm. not going to let that hurt her too much because you want to talk about house show performances. You want to talk about pretty much any role they put her in. She was their Swiss army knife in many ways. Mm. They're like, Oh, we need someone to tag with this person. Here you go. Oh, we need someone to tag with this person. Here you go. Her and Megan Bain, obviously were a fun duo on these, uh, house shows, you know, Megan Bain throwing her around the ring and, doing all these things um you also had um her and suzu obviously which i said tag team of the year and i think that is something worth considering here going to the finals of the goddess tag league winning the high speed title of course don't want to just completely overlook that Mm. she also challenged for the high speed title earlier in the year against azami in like like her fourth match back uh, which was bold um and i think she was an absolute superstar in the crazy star tag team title challenge against Sayori and Natsupoi. I thought that was her breakout performance for anyone that was still mm-hmm. questioning her. Um, just an MVP of show in and show out type thing, right? Like she's not going to be in the main event. She's not in the wonder matches, but for many people, she's put her name at least in the conversation with the kids and the Azumis and the Hanans and the Suzus as that young core. Mm. moving forward and i think that says it all right again she wasn't even supposed to be here she just happened to come back to wrestling um i'm giving her a tier that is complete bias i don't care um i just think like she has enough accolades i'm giving her tag team of the year with crazy star for stardom i let and, and if not is that high then i think may sarah can be that high so you would have her behind that support um i haven't thought about the other two yet <laughs> just yeah. i was just saying like she has the same type of reasoning yeah she didn't have the five star obviously mm. um but she did have she was around the whole year and she did she i think she took advantage of the big matches um with the entire roster gutted at one point <laughs> yeah she, she's an example of someone who when the opportunity came for that reason and other reasons, she's really stood up. Um, I I am not as high on her as a lot of people, I think. Um, I do think she's very talented, but I think people see her on a tier above where I see her. Um, and the high-speed total reign is legitimately disappointing for me because I think even with the talent that she's faced, it should have been so much better. And if I'm knocking Tekla for that, I feel like, yeah, it was a, two people in that match, two to tango, she needed to get knocked as well. The difference obviously being, A, she's got the accolade in winning it, and everywhere else this year she has delivered um, tag team with crazy stuff. She's been a part of that story. I think she's done really well to ingrate herself into the roster. Despite coming in at the same time as Suzu Suzuki, it would be very easy to get lost in the shuffle, but she's made herself an important part. I would probably put her, I'd have her at the bottom of A tier, definitely below Natsupoi. I don't know where I'd put her in terms of the foreigners. Um, I don't either. <laughs> the fact that she doesn't, like, the goddess of stardom accolade Mariah May has, I think she probably beats. I'm thinking in May. between them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's uh, fair, but a uh, hell of a year, obviously, oh, for her. Cool. 
Um, and I think uh, I think 2024 is actually going to be a lot better for her because I do think the I think the high speed reigns coming. She's had better matches on New Blood in singles yes. matches than she's had for her title yes. with Hanan specifically. I actually mm. thought her match with the uh, Hina was pretty solid from the latest New Blood. Yeah. Um, so I think like it's there's just something not connecting yet. And maybe it's just an Azami defense that you know gets <laughs> or Hanan defense. That might be what we I, man. They have they have a great energy together. Mm. Like they want to kill each other, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, you're both <laughs> bubbly and smiley, and nope, not when you're facing each other. So I think uh, it's exciting to think what she could do next year. But I think that's a perfect spot for her. Um, she she's taking advantage of her opportunities. Yes. I think you're absolutely right. If if her high speed reign now was so it was better. She'd be even higher, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's a fine spot. Interesting who we left the last two. The last two people, <laughs> folks, that are left are both Micah and Tam Nakano. I think we'll do Tam now. We've got to do Tam. Now, I think. We've held off on Tam purposely. <laughs> um, no one beats Tam in accolades. Yep. The only person yeah. since Mario Tani to hold both top belts at the same time. She closed out the biggest show of the year as the World of Stardom champion. Biggest show ever. Championship. Yeah, yep, yep. Biggest show of all time for Stardom. And she never lost the title. Uh, uh, yep, totally. Never. And she released an EP. She did lose the Wonder title. Tokyo Sports MVP. Tokyo Sports MVP. The most popular I, wrestler on the roster. I think she had one of the worst World of Stardom title reigns in history. It's like better than alpha female. Congratulations. <laughs> Probably better than Mayu's first reign because Mayu got hurt even yes. earlier. Yes. Um, but look at the matches she had. Right. Uh, she defends against Mina. Good match. Good match, but oh, there's a lot of deflation in that match. Um, but good match. Probably the best defense, truthfully. Either that yeah. or the Megan one. Um the she defends against sure. new Megan Bain. Who was the, if it was against Megan Bain now, oh baby, yeah. we're cooking. Yeah. Um and it was a, like then, it was a good match. It was a good match. It's just yeah, you know, it's not necessarily a top tier world of starting match. No, oh, and then she defended against Natsuko Tora in what I thought was the worst World of Stardom title match in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, Not all her fault. No, 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 no. They just didn't click. No. Uh, but accolades have been the conversation for a lot of yes. this. And that carries, and she's had some great matches this year, obviously, the Julia mm. match. Um, specifically, I thought the Mirai match was good. Um, yeah. from my memory, I thought the Mina match was good. Um, I feel like I'm missing something with her, uh, this year. I feel like I'm missing a big match or something, but I don't think I am actually. What is she doing in the beginning of the year? Uh, it was mostly just the Triangle Derby stuff. She wasn't like her challenging Julia wasn't because she had risen up the ranks, it was purely story based. Yeah. Um, Which and so that was a hot story. Like the the mm-hmm. visual of her leading uh, yeah. at the press conference is still in, etched in my mind. Um, I look. I think based on accolades alone, 
alone. Oh, the lowest you can, yeah, the lowest I think you can put her is top of A. Because yeah, being the double champion, you, you can't, like, that's an accolade that, like, it's it's almost like the five-star Grand Prix bump. But I don't think she's had an impactful enough year necessary to be. Personally, I would have her above Sayori New, but I don't think she's at the level of Saya, Julia, or Suzu. I can't put her on S. No. I just can't. Her no. reign is bad. <laughs> like, her reign is bad. <laughs> and her yeah. reign, her... Doing the double title thing slowed down stardom in every way. Yeah. It's just absolute stop. Like, that's where the year went south for me, mm. truthfully. I know a lot of people were kind of, like, iffy before that. But once Amina lost that belt, it was like, all right, eesh. Yeah. I think it's a good spot for her. We saved the best for last, arguably. It was a, it was a debate for that. That's why we're here. Uh, two, <laughs> minute, two hours and 46 minutes in. The final person we are talking is the reigning World of Stardom champion to close out the year, Micah. Uh, Micah checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the biggest being, she's the World of Stardom champion to close <laughs> out the year. Doesn't get much bigger than that. Uh, yep. She is the most popular wrestler in Stardom today. You just have to listen to the crowds domestically. Mm-hmm. Domestically, yes. Yes. Um, she's very well, popular. Although, not well, yeah, like you make an Western, she's it. very popular too. The most passionate uh, current fan base. Absolutely. Uh, helps when you're on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, helps when you're champion. Um, what well, helps when you're trying to get on top, maybe more so than being on top. She overcame a lot of comparisons, mm-hmm. right? Uh, sorry, Trent. Uh, but Jungle Kiona was a comparison for Mike. Yeah. And she's the world of stardom champion. Like, I just can't stress that enough. Uh, you know, people called her Goto right after teaming with Oroki Goto at mm-hmm. historic crossover last year. By the way, this is, this is supposed to be another one coming up soon. When the hell is that? Uh, anyways, there is, there is also the accolade of the goddess of stardom tag league, which she yes. won. Finals of the five star Grand Prix. Yeah. She won a one night tournament to get to yes. the like that's a hell of an accolade, too. She had arguably the best tag team match of the year with Mahime uh, in via Mahime. She had the emotional match against Jamaica at the biggest show ever. It's very clear <laughs> what tiers she's in. Yes, it just comes down to where do we place her? I think. You literally said it when you said save the best for last. She has delivered top-tier matches from January through to December. Like, I've been doing my year-end uh, stardom thing, and, like, every I, what I do is I pick a match from every month that people should watch. She's in, like, a third of those matches. You know, best match in January, best match in February, best match in December, and there's another one in there as well where she gets that spot as well debatably the best story now that we sit here and the story is finished. Like I would still put the Queen's Quest story just higher, just higher. But the fact I can actually have to stand back and consider it, you know, the story she had getting from, you know, a dependable mid-card tag team wrestler to being the top of the stardom roster, going through the adversary of the five-star Grand Prix, thinking about quitting as a result of it and then coming back firing through what she did, refining her passion with Megan Bain, having 
uh, Himeka kind of reminding her what she's doing and getting to that final, completing the story. Uh, yeah, I was on the Suzu train until I started writing about the, the this match in the preview and I looked at Micah's story. I looked at how loud the fans have been with her since February, the very first show where fans could cheer. Pretty much since Micah's been in the company, she joined the start of 2020, had like two months to establish herself and then COVID. So for two years, fans couldn't cheer. The moment fans could cheer, they were thunderous for my Hime. And as you look as the year has gone on, as much as I loved Himika, it wasn't just for Himika, it was very much for Micah. And here we stand coming into 2024. You're listening to this in 2024. I think she deserves to be top of S tier. Yep. <laughs> uh, it came down to who won the World of Stardom Championship. <laughs> Pretty like, much, that's, yeah. that's who was going to win this tier system. Uh, she is Stardom's MVP, Wrestler of the Year, whatever you Breakout prefer. So, most improved. For the people at home, here is the tier list. In order from best to worst, starting with the D tier Koguma, Fuki and Death, Lady C, Momokogo, Hina, and Aya Sakura. In the C tier, Saki Kashima, Amisure, Tekla, Miyu Amasaki, Starlight Kid, Wakasukiyama, Ruaka, and Hanako. B tier. Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, Natsuko Tora, Hanan, Hameka, Saeida, Shuri, Mowatanabe, Mai Sakurai, Rina, Unamizawari, Naitakashi, and Yuzuki. <laughs> Didn't change that one now, did we? <laughs> uh, the A tier Tam, Nakano, Azumi, Mina Shirakawa, Mirai, Utami Hayashishta, Natsupoi, Mariah May, May Sarah, and Megan Bain. And in the top tier, the S tier, the, the prominent five of the year, we have Micah, Suzu Suzuki, Julia, Sayakamitani, and Sayori Ano. Two of them, of course, ending the year as the top two champions in mm-hmm. stardom. Uh, what a year it was. Uh, if you told me at the beginning of 2023 that Micah, Suzu Suzuki, and Sarino would all be in the S tier, I would have <laughs> said you're nuts. If you told me at the beginning of 2023, if... Mariah May and Megan Bain would be above Mayu Iwatani, Shuri, Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Yuzuki. I'd say you're Hazuki. Li- I'd say you're absolutely lying. Yuzuki, here we not are. Hazuki. Oh well, Yuzuki. You know. If you told me Starlight Kid would be below a person I never heard of in Yuzuki, <laughs> I would have said what? But here we are, and uh, I think this is the. You know, people are going to agree, disagree. It's mm. going to be close, but uh, I had a lot of fun doing this. Two hours and 52 minutes in our longest episode ever. If you got through this entire thing, 
God bless. Uh, this kind of serves as the start of what we will be doing next week, which is our stardom guide for the new year. And there'll be another video, folks. We're bringing two videos back to back, and then you'll probably never see our faces again. Um, for another year, so, probably. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. But the stardom guy will serve as a chance to help people get into the world of stardom with 2024 underway. We'll be going over factions, titles, uh, main stories to know. We kind of went over the roster today, which is mm. nice. So we kind of are able to cut that episode down and hopefully not give you another three hours. Um, so we did go over the roster today. We'll kind of, when we go through the factions, we'll give you the importance and who's who cool. and champions. Those are the people most important uh, stories to look forward to and so on and so forth. So much to cover, but thank you everybody that watched and listened. And with that, we do our usual close to the show. Trent, where can the people find you? What do you have going on? So you can find me at One Up Culture. Uh, I have a few things going on. Obviously, this is the end of year, the start of the new year. Um, by the time you listen to this, I do have a Wrestle Kingdom video preview over on Wrestling with Kieran. Probably cutting it a bit fine to watch that because that's also a two-hour-long thing. I like the sound of my voice and apparently like the look of my face considering how long I do these video formats for. Um, I've also got a stardom year in review piece. Probably won't be out by the time you're hearing this. It'll be coming out soon. Um, that's kind of, yeah, I wrap up the full year in stardom. A little bit of this kind of stuff, a little bit of other sort of look back at what's going on and everything. Um, much in the way this is kind of designed for people to have a refresher and remind themselves of the year that was, be it now or in the future. Um, I have podcast called Choco Cast where we cover Gatto Move every month on uh, One Up Cultures Network and also the Ocean Cyclone Show with myself, Scott and Ryan. We will have a new piece coming out. Might be this next weekend. week. Yeah, this weekend. This weekend. That's scary because we haven't recorded it yet. And normally Ocean Cyclone Show, we record <laughs> earlier than we release. But that one will be coming out this weekend. Uh, a year in review. Again, touching on some of these things, touching on some different things. It's not just stardom. It's all of Joshi, but we do tend to be a little stardom heavy at times. But that's always a lot of fun. Probably the most ridiculous out there show that we do. Um, so be sure to check that out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter if you're watching the YouTube channel. It's right there. You can, you can read it above my head. Um Check out my May Sarah article, like I said earlier, over on VoicesOfWrestling.com. Very proud of that. I should have a Stardom Dream Queendom review out um, this past weekend. Hopefully, once I finally watch the last, this spoiler alert, this came out. Uh, this, we recorded this a little bit before, but I need to uh, finish watching something and rewatching things. Uh, it is the year end, so I will be going back and watching a couple matches now that Stardom the year has completed. Um, so, uh, putting together match of the year, so on and so forth, uh, definitely check out the five-star Joshi show, um, coming soon, the Joshi awards, uh, for this year, I will be announcing those. Everyone has voted by now. So tally in the votes, see who will come out on top. Maybe it'll look a lot like this in mm -hmm. terms of certain awards. I think that's a real possibility. Um, what else? What else? What else? Like like Trent said, Ocean Cyclone Show, definitely worth checking out. Of course, also on the Count Out Podcast Network, I do ring post radio every Sunday morning. Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts about the rest of the wrestling world, I know I don't, but maybe you do. Um, 
And yeah, that's it. It's it's, uh, it's a new year. It's the busiest year. It's the busiest week in wrestling. Um, so if you get the time to listen to this, thank you so much. Thank you for the support in 2023. And we promise to bring you an even better 2024. So until next time for Trent, I'm Scott. This was the Stardom Road Podcast on the Panama Podcast Network. See ya. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the show. This has been a Countout Podcast.